Maverick's being crazy this morning, and I was just like, bro, can you settle it down, bud? And she goes, Rachel goes, we're going to need you to take about 25% off the top, bud. <laughs> She's a keeper. Yeah. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, um, maybe you need a time out. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook Live show. You know, it's exciting. They've decided to take that Facebook Live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, you a good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You're an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to his own. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right, looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. I'm going to get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sound good? Last night, she's on FaceTime with Joey Long. <laughs> Put Bro. your clothes on, <laughs> Bro. I gotta tell you, there are times where I wish our show was rated R, <laughs> where we could we could uh, wanna... not deal with the FCC. And... Why is it that my brain works like this? Every time someone says something, I hear a song. <laughs> <laughs> For the life of me. Are you going to try and get us in trouble again? I don't know why. Yeah. I'm not oh. going to play any songs. I'm just like. I just, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, like like the movie you know, Office Space. You know Office Space where he talks about you want to wear your flair, right? Like you're wearing flair right now. You want to express yourself, don't you? I see you're doing the bare minimum. Yeah. With only seven pieces of flair. I can tell you right now. You want me to wear ten pieces of flair? <laughs> tell me wear ten pieces of flair. <laughs> I tell you right now that I feel like I'm not able to express myself fully <laughs> on the PG-13 uh, Facebook me, live show. You want me to express myself? <laughs> this is me expressing myself to you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just gonna put this stupid thing Good morning, on. Morning, Rex. Good morning, there. Didi. Now I can look like that. Who's that one? Uh, Young uh, Glover. Charles here. Nelson. You remember Charles Nelson? Yes. <laughs> Dion Glover's on here. I gotta tell you, Dion, we were down at the Capitol the other day doing some filming. You're a popular dude, man. Oh yeah, that was really cool. We, I name dropped you. Yeah, name dropped you, and the guy's like, "Oh, I know Dion." Yeah, to a stater down there. Yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> hey, uh, real quickly, good morning. Welcome to Are the Facebook be? Live show. That guy right there is Luke. I'm Rory. We're just here today, so we, so don't, we don't get fined. <laughs> actually, we're here today with the intent of getting fined, possibly, <laughs> bro. I brought muffins. I know, I know. I brought muffins. I have no shame. I will eat these muffins in front of Good every morning, single Beller. of you. Good morning, Drew. Good morning, Joey. Oh, man. Hey, uh... Can I can I start the show off on the wrong foot? Boys looking festive. Dude, it, we're a beauty, huh? I, yeah. I'm going to start... First off, I'm not going to start the show off on the wrong foot. I'm going to start it off on the right foot. Have a muffin. Oh, thanks, man. Have a muffin. Exclusively from Fred Meyer, who's not a do. show sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Um, We're working on it. I'm going to start the show off a little negative, and it may just kind of snowball from there. By the way, I walk into Maddie's room last night, and she's on a FaceTime call with Joey Long. <laughs> and uh, God bless that kid. He's got a heart of gold. He's 
First thing he says to me, hey, Mr. Weaver, glad you didn't die up there on the mountain. <laughs> I'm like, appreciate it, bud. <laughs> hey, Dale, good morning. Uh, Drew, there he is. Uh, you know what? I forgot to get napkins. I just, I'm just, I'll wipe on my, I'll wipe on your coat. Um, we got a morning from Rex. Morning, my so friend. yeah, I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna start off a little negative this morning. Oh man, and it has to do with last sh last week's show. He's in a he's in a, a about seven eighths of the way through Christmas vacation. Clark W. Grizzle. Oh kind of yeah, right we're now. actually gathering in the in the living room Trap right now. Dancing. <laughs> We're going to have the hap, hap, happiest show since Luke Weaver and Heidi Brower tap danced at Downtown Brew with Heidi Brower. <laughs> She's going to hear that and be like, what? Well, yeah, once we name drop it, you know, yeah. Zuckerberg's telling people. She's on a wave right so now. So here's what's got me all, he's got my gears grinding. Last week's show, we were talking about our favorite Christmas songs. Oh, God, we're still in there. I've literally had people reach out to me behind the scenes because they don't have the balls to post anything on the, the feed that we got and say, well, bro, you're in the wrong because that is a copyrighted thing. Screw you! Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Screw you! We're not really in the wrong. The copyright no. is profiting. So the, you're in the wrong. God! We were trying to take something nice and happy and joyful because let's way, admit this holiday season has sucked Corona nuts. By the way, I know who uh, I know who you're talking Boy, about. Boy, I'm on fire. Oh no, it's just not. I've got a couple. I've had a couple. Well, the one that I'm thinking of, I'm like, how much of a miser do you have to be to not just like laugh about it and be like, how ridiculous that you got to start quoting FCC codes and copyrights? I'm like, dude, come on, man. I just want to. I, I literally want to punch come people on, in the face. Man. I just. Yeah. Can you take? What little joy we have in 2020 and piss on it. There's Didi. Apparently you can. Speaking of pissing on things. <laughs> we're down filming the other day at the Capitol. Woo! And we didn't realize it was we didn't realize it was Monday. Well, we realized it was Monday. Sorry, I'm fired up, you guys. It was a little I'm hazy, just... but uh <laughs> but we went down there to do some filming and everything was like blocked off and we we're like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. And we both had to we both had to pee wicked bad. I mean and so we're like, we're going up to the Capitol. And then I'm walking up to Capitol, and this is funny. Rory's like, yeah, it's right inside. And I'm, he's like, you don't know where the bathroom is? And I'm like, bro, you know how many times I've been in the Capitol in my life? Approximately 0.0, .0 times. <laughs> and he's You're like, a man of the people. the Capitol? I'm like, no. Um, anyway, uh, but we get down there, and everything's locked up, and we didn't realize that was the day they were casting the electoral votes. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up talking to a state patrolman that was down there. Really nice dude. We talked about 10 or 15 Very minutes. cool dude. We did name drop Didi. We named drop Dion. He's like, oh, yeah, I know Dion. Yep. And uh, he didn't even think to get his name. We sat there and talked to him for 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> but he did point out to us. We're like, oh, man, we got to use the bathroom. Is there a closer bathroom? Here's here's our state patrolman down in Olympia's response. He goes, oh, just pee outside, man. <laughs> He's like, there's no RCW or law against it. He goes, as long as you're not offending anybody. Dude's funny. He's like, of course, you can offend anybody, people this day and age doing just about anything. But he goes, just make sure there's no one under 14 years old around and you should be good. <laughs> and we're like... Yes, <laughs> but it was funny, man. We both kind of just looked at each other and then looked at him, like, "Are you serious? Like, yeah. we can just go take a leak in here?" And then it dawned on me because we're gonna get into this too. So we peed outside the gap. Then it dawned on me, what the hell? Why not? They allow everybody else to piss all over Olympia. Yeah. Why not us? So we did. We did, did drive through Tent City. It was rough. <laughs> I feel like Dana. We peed outside and we liked it, and that's realized. how we did it. That's how we did it. <laughs> Drew, twenty twenty. It's been a kick in the knackers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He said, Dion says, yeah, those are my boys. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They knew you. They love you. Yeah, so we did pee outside. Felt good. Yeah. Right yeah. at the Capitol. Felt like we were in Mason County yeah. again. I peed outside while flipping off the Capitol. 
I yeah. peed outside while looking at the homeless encampment across the lake. <laughs> while flipping the capital off behind my head. Yeah, it was. we are covering all our bases. Yeah, we got to go down to Olympia on Monday. We did some more filming. Then we came back up to Puyallup. I know we've been talking about this, but we're kind of piecing this thing together, right? Yeah. Pretty, pretty excited about it. I, I got to talk to you about that because... Uh, hey, Rex, good morning. Sorry my uh, feed wasn't Okay, going. go ahead and talk to me about Rex, it. Rex, uh, Whatever Del, you have to say morning. to me, you can say in front of my people. I will do it. Uh, Dion Glover, good morning, brother. I know he's been talking already, but uh, my feed's finally catching up here. Drew, it's a kick in the knackers. Yes. It's a kick in the knackers. It's a real beauty boy. I can tell you this year that one of my favorite shows that we did was with Drew. Yeah. I absolutely and you had know what, a blast. You know, what, you know what the great thing about that show is? <laughs> I'm, by the way, by the Drew way. says I'm going to I'm going to start using letter Kinney terms today. If you don't, there's some, I, I'll be upset. <laughs> that's a hard no. Yeah, that's a hard no. <laughs> that's a hard no. I mean, you, you, okay, but okay. you know, if we talk letter Kenny, yeah. we're going to change to an R-rated show today. We, you know, what's great is my wife talks letter Kenny. <laughs> So, hashtag jealous. Mavericks being crazy this morning, and I was just like, bro, can you settle it down, bud? And she goes, Rachel goes, I'm going to need you to take about 25% off the top, bud. (laughs) (laughs) She's a keeper. She's a keeper. Uh, Your second state of Montana checking in. Oh, Will. The legend. Hey, Will, I got to tell you what, buddy. I've been doing... Probably half the views you've gotten on your video this weekend yeah. <laughs> have been from me. Yeah. And probably Rory, I don't know. but uh, Yeah, I reached out to him told him I loved the Helena video because we visited Helena during the summertime. So it was really cool to see, see Helena. And you know what? Will pointed out something that really put me in a depression once he pointed it out. He's like, did you notice there was no smoke in my video? I'm like, screw you. Because yeah, yeah. when, when we visited Helena in August, hey, all Will, the California smoke eat, had- uh, <laughs> oh wait sorry family show eat a muffin yeah um <laughs> no i loved it will i love your videos man i love your morning Montana videos. sellers good morning sellers good to see you buddy um <laughs> yeah it? we've been watching him a lot getting some uh some good some good insight and some good tips he does a good job mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i like the helena video i like this out what I, I told you after i watched the helena video the other night i like texted you and i was like dude and i'm like voiceover Voiceover footage, brilliant. I love mm-hmm. that drive thing, which immediately got me on to looking at gimbals. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, oh, so I was going to tell you about our video thing. Bro. Dude, you got, <laughs> you got food in your beard. Good. You got, you That's got, where I keep you it. You got flavor saver going on. Let me tell you, <laughs> that is the problem of having a long beard. Yeah. Is like, last night I was eating rice. Roy, allegedly. <laughs> the ostrich. <laughs> the ostrich and, it, and his cousin. Okay. <laughs> so, suppose it was a sick ostrich. So, <laughs> so our video conversation. We're gonna talk right now about the video. Oh, by the way, Will's got Letterkenny on his shirt. In his, what do you know? One of his videos. Rachel again. She's like, oh, he's got a Letterkenny shirt on, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, I got a problem because our video is supposed to be the things we like about Washington. Are you struggling, dude? I'm struggling because the thing that we should like about Washington the most is a hellhole. Is an absolute hell hole and i don't know if i want to go up to seattle to Uh, do any freaking footage uh, yeah it's absolutely disgusting well well yeah uh, see i i I, you're verklempt uh, (laughs) well i mean it's tradition bro Uh, i watched that video last night if you haven't had a chance that's what made it go viral he said (laughs) yes uh if you if you haven't had a chance to watch uh fighting for the soul of seattle eric johnson it just came out within the past week. You got to watch it. If you love Seattle, if you love this area, if you have grown up uh, you here. Know, you know what, too, is funny to me is the idiots out there, by the way. And yes, I'm calling them idiots. When he did, 
What was the first one he did, Eric Johnson? Uh, Seattle's dying. Seattle's dying, and everyone's ripping into Eric Johnson about mm-hmm. the drug dealers and blah, or the druggies that he's profiling, blah blah blah. And I love it. I love when this stuff happens. This is my favorite thing when this stuff happens. Like when everyone was jumping on Bill Burr about being racist, and then yeah. they saw pictures of his wife, and they're uh-huh. like, oh, and they got to get quiet. Is when Eric Johnson was like, yeah, one of the druggies that I profiled in the videos is my niece. And they're and everyone's like, oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> like, like, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, he's got a. He, for, from us, Dell, Seattle is less than an hour, depending. On yeah. Yeah, about an hour. From you, forty-five minutes. For me, uh, if that, forty minutes. Mm-hmm. For me, an hour. Um, the thing with Eric Johnson is that you're talking about a dude who loves his city, right? And he's from here, and he loves his city. And so when he's, What's that famous movie quote? I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. That's yeah. Eric Johnson about Seattle. When he speaks, Sorry, I'm talking while I'm eating. You have to understand he's speaking from the heart and a lot of a lot of oh, passion. Oh, I can hear the pain in his voice. A lot voice. of passion. So, well, I, I mean, we're going to go up there, bud. And it's you know, are we bringing the entire arsenal with us? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I wouldn't do it any other way. Um, but it'll be good, man. It'll be all right. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. It's welcome to go. Yeah, so we filmed Monday. We filmed uh, Olympia, and then we came up here to Puyallup. Sumner did some filming. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, you want some comedy gold? <laughs> I went through the videos. Oh, boy. The ones where we're trying to film with me on the other side of the block, you know, mm-hmm. that didn't work. If you listen towards the end, you can hear me just drop an F-bomb after F-bomb in the background. I'm like, what the f- is this guy doing? Like, get out of the freaking way. <laughs> like, I'm just like, and I didn't say freaking. <laughs> <I'm, I'm laughs> he said, welcome we... to the Guardians of the freaking Galaxy, only he didn't say freaking. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad that we have control over the footage and not some third party. <laughs> oh, he wants to visit the future and see that. Yeah, you got to go to, so you, if you're going to watch the Sounders, you got to go to uh, Lumen Field, not Central Link. You got to go to Lumen Field and watch and see the Timbers versus the Sounders. It's it's a it's a good one, boys. Rex says the foundations of Mega City One. Seattle is nasty. Seattle is nasty, and yeah. and I'll you know Luke teases me because I like to cry and watching those. I don't know if you like to, you just do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I like to. Um, <laughs> like I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go sit in the fetal position in my bathtub well, what, and cry. What was it that Jimmy V said? Every day you need to you need to laugh. You need to find something to be grateful for, and you need to be moved to tears. If you yeah. do that every day, you've lived a good life. Well, watching that watching that special, uh, within the first 15, 20 minutes, I was moved to tears. And the reason is is because we grew up here. I grew up here. I've been in Washington since 1979. They um, did. They changed it to Lumenfield. I've always noticed. I, I've always had this love of Seattle. And in the, the mid-2000s, More actually... Movie. Actually, no. In the in the mid '90s to through like maybe the mid 2000s, Seattle kind of had a little bit of a renaissance, like well, the old the old Frederick and Nelson building. Frederick and Nelson went out of business. They were going to say Fredericks of Hollywood. I was like, yeah, nope, that's where nope. we were as teenagers, <laughs> right in the window. <laughs> and, and so the the retail core of Seattle, it uh, it was going through a very depressive time, and the city of Seattle, like like the leaders in charge, hate the leaders in charge. They came up with the plan to revitalize the retail core. And they did. Yeah. It got to a point where it was okay to take the family over there. Well. Go over to Westlake, hop on the hop on the monorail, jump mm-hmm. over to the Seattle Center. And the images in that video last night brought me to tears. Because Columbia, Columbia, you know, sportswear, 
They're gone. They're out of business. There's there's plywood everywhere. Bartell Drugs, gone. Well, the store is gone. They're not out of business. No, but all of these businesses in the retail core are gone. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this before in the sense that, like, so growing up where we grew up on the other side of the water, right, for those of you who aren't from around here, like our boy Dell, um, if you can drive to Seattle from where we lived on the west side, mm-hmm. and it would take you an hour and a half or so, mm-hmm. two hours, depending on traffic. Yep. Or you could take the ferry across <clears throat> and be you know, across the water in 50 minutes. Um, and so we would take the ferry, right? I mean, that's what we did to go to games and stuff. Yep. We'd take the ferry. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and I can remember being 14, 15, 16 years old. Right. Pops, Pops drops, drops you off at the ferry station. You run over there, get over there, run over to the kingdom with your boy. Yeah. Watch a game. And then go back and hop on, you know, get a get a street dog, hop on the ferry and head home. Yep. No one was worried about you. Good, make a quick call on the payphone. For me, it was always call me collect. Uh huh. <laughs> and then and then I'm on my way. I'll be there in 15 minutes. <laughs> Hang up. What's your name? And then yeah, I'd hear my dad on the other side. No, like he's not collecting. <laughs> he's not taking the phone call. But that was our that was our little thing. Like hey, we're jumping on the ferry right now. I have Dell. I've been to North Carolina and South Carolina. And the thing is, is that I was sharing this with my kids last night because the kids watched it too. And I told the kids, I said, this is why we don't go up to Seattle. This is, I'll say it, this is bullshit what is happening in Seattle. And these moron city council members have their heads so far up their collective ass that they are ruining the city of Seattle. And I will not back down for a second. They are all morons. They rant. Check this out. You want to have diversity and equity and inclusion in 2020? You ran out the black woman Seattle police chief. Yeah. And the... That's how corrupt you are! And the female mayor. And the fe- the female and, gay mayor. And and <laughs> and the Native American female Seattle superintendent of public schools. Right! Yeah. <laughs> they are trying to single-handedly destroy Spicer. the city of Seattle. Oh, Dell, I love Charleston. We'll talk about it. I got a funny story for you. Love Charleston. And I don't know if anybody's seen in the last 24 to 48 hours, but the city has uh, sent a notice to people that are Cal- at Cal Anderson Park and said, yeah, hey, you need to be out of here by a certain date because we're going to clean this stuff up. Well, they sued them. Or they counter, they, they filed suit. So someone who's living in Cal Anderson Park who has no freaking right to sue is suing the city of Seattle a homeless, saying... A homeless person. A homeless person. Which, it's not mm. because they are a homeless person, but you don't live in Cal Anderson Park! It's public ground. Thank you! Yeah. And to think that the... You don't even pay taxes the on courts, that. <laughs> Thank you! The, the, the court system is even considering this lawsuit? That is how corrupt and broken Seattle is. And and what breaks my heart frustrates me, I live in Puyallup. So on one hand, I feel like a hypocrite, or not even a hypocrite, but kind of like, well, I don't live there, so why should I care? Hold. Sorry. Pump the brakes. I got to say good morning to my Aunt Denise. Good morning, Aunt Denise. I love you. Thanks for joining us. All right. Carry on, dude. I should put a ribbon in my beard. There we go. We'll do that. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I do it sometimes, guys. <laughs> well, this is how you know Rory's having a show when he's just <laughs> losing it. Hey, good morning, Spicer. Yeah, SPD officers are leaving in droves. Like, they good just morning, introduced Rory. four of them in Spokane the other day. It's funny. is uh, <laughs> I actually read that, uh, you know, they cut the budget, and they were talking about they're going to have to fire, they're going to have to let go of police officers, and now it looks like they're going to be short, even with the budget cut, because so many of them are leaving. Dion, yeah. the SPD chief best was great. Yeah, yeah. she seemed like a... Freaking great! She did, Chief. 
She did. I was sad to see her go, man. And, she and I don't a, blame she was a her. No nonsense. You know? I don't blame her for a second. She to me seemed like when, uh, a chief who cares about her city. Well, when you have council members releasing her address to the public so that they can protester can go to her house, I'm like, are you serious? To me? Like, are you? So you're putting <clears throat> elected officials, their safety at risk. Public, not even elected officials, public servants. Public servants who already put their life at risk right. every day for you, and then you're going to make it so they don't even they can't even go home to their safe haven. From what I heard, Chief Best and her husband might have to sell their house and move because of their because of getting people. You know, they showed video. House. They showed two, video of two of the city council members in 2019 talking about how there was not enough funding for the Seattle Police Department and that we needed more officers because Seattle is desperately. Um, behind in, in taking care of crime calls and th stuff like that. And then in 2020... Yeah, hell yeah, they were. They man. flat out get <clears throat> in front of one of the city council videos. They get in front and say, we need to defund the police. We need to cut them back by 50%. And Eric Johnson's like, how do you guys not call these politicians out? They said one thing when they were campaigning, and once they got in the office, they did something else. How could you... Because I looked at Christy last night, and I said... Who the hell is voting for these people? It's a disease, bud. They, they're stage four cancer, man. It's a disease. Stage four cancer. And just, I, I, I've never been to Mogadishu. Well, it's like the, uh, it's like the, have you seen those bumper stickers that are like, they just say like, vote blue. Yeah. That's all they say. Yeah. And, and vote D. And that's a, that's a disease because it's, <clears throat> it's gotten to the point in this state and I'm not going to speak on other states because I don't know. But it's gotten to the point in this state where it doesn't matter what your policies are. It doesn't matter what... <laughs> Del says a stage four clinger. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It doesn't matter what your policies are. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It doesn't matter if you're for the <clears throat> your constituents or your you know the citizens of your district or whatever it is. If you are blue, they're the one for you. Yeah. And that's where we're at, you know, and it's, it's funny because I was talking to... Uh, a, a friend, we'll, we'll we'll call him a friend that lives in Seattle, and he was like, he was trying to tell me, <clears throat> it's not that bad. I live here. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. And I'm like, bud, <laughs> it's kind of like if you you're watching your kids grow up, right? Yet last night I saw a picture of Laney from about nine months ago pop up on my phone, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, the change in nine months, mm -hmm. right? But I don't see it. Right in front of me every day. Right. Right. So these people who are living, oh, it's not that bad, it's not that bad. One, you're not on Capitol Hill, where a lot of the, the crazy, crazy stuff was going on. Mm -hmm. And two, <clears throat> you're seeing it every day, it's a slow burn. Right. You know what I mean? You're and a frog in a pot of water boiling. And there's got to be a side of you that's like trying to save it. So you're like, oh, it's not that bad, come visit. You know, I, I mean, it is that bad. I hate to say it, but it is that bad. It is I mean, very we bad. we drove into Olympia the other day and back out, and... As realtors who are constantly looking at home values or, or like, I mean, caught, or, you know, homes catch our eye. We're always kind of looking at things. Um, we were driving out and some of these tent cities, nasty, nasty tent cities. Like Wait. if you're homeless and you need a tent, we talked about this. Fine. You can still take your garbage over to the dumpster, not have it everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. But are basically in some of these really nice homes on the outskirts of Olympia, like their backyard. Like, you're killing their property values, their investments, you know. And, and if I'm people like that, I am absolutely pissed. So, wait a second. What city did you say we were in? 
our capital, Olympia. The capital city of Washington, Olympia. Oh, and a wait, former all-American city. And and so you said there was debris and garbage and everything all over the place. Oh um, yeah. So you would say that there was there was debris and garbage and feces and everything in the environment. Oh yeah. Oh, so let me put let me put two and two together. Our governor, governor who is all about the environment, doesn't give two craps about the environment of Olympia. And I will tell you right now that Governor Inslee, and I hope I get flagged for this, and I hope somebody <clears throat> reports me, Governor Inslee is a worthless governor. He might be a good human. I have no idea. I don't know him personally. But as a governor, he's I, a piece of crap. I'll say this. And I've got no problem saying that. The governor is a piece of crap. And I know we're going to transition into something else here in a moment. We're going to have to. I'm just done with it. I'm done with it. I can't believe you people voted for that guy to be governor again. Damn. He is ruining our state, and you're allowing it to happen. Well, we probably probably not our our viewers that voted for. Him. No, it just. Um, but uh, and if you really want to stop the problem, let's freaking address mental health and the drug issue. I don't know if I need to even be here today. I'm just <laughs> done with it. I'm so I'm not a freaking happy elf. Hey, bud, can we shift? How can you How can you enable people? How can you enable them with injection drug <clears throat> sites? You're not helping them. You're loving people to death. These homeless people who have drug problems and mental health problems, yeah. you are killing them by enabling them. And maybe, just maybe, we need some freaking tough love to help these people. They interviewed a lady on there last night who was a strung out meth addict. Might have been. Yeah. And you know what helped? You know what helped her? <clears throat> tough love. Oh, they yeah. finally threw her ass in jail. Yeah. That'll uh that'll uh jail will detox you. Thank you. It's okay. They had one guy in there who had 72 convictions. The judge wanted to oh, throw him in jail for, for one year. He wanted to throw him in jail for one year. And the Seattle attorney filed something against the judge saying that this judge is biased. Is and it? the guy should only be in jail for four days is or something. Is that the guy that just murdered somebody? No, 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 no. That's a different guy. Okay. All right. Which I looked at Christy <clears throat> because as Eric Johnson's laying out that guy, yeah. they've got so much footage of this guy. Being a happy guy, being a strung out guy. And I looked at Christy and I said, this is a travesty. If you can have this much footage and you know who this guy is, and help. yet they let him stay on the street, he killed his girlfriend, he jumped in a vat of bleach and water and drowned himself, there's a problem in Seattle. Wake the F up! I'm out. <laughs> I'm out! But you know it's Christmas next week and this is our last show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so Christmas. angry. All right, we're gonna shift topics. <laughs> we're gonna shift topics. Wait, what? Let's see what. Let's hear the comments. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> uh, Dion, <laughs> thank you, Marisa. How big is the area where y'all live? Um, we well, uh, Rory's in Puyallup, which is like a smaller city. Is Seattle like seven hundred thousand or something? Yeah, I mean, in incorporated Seattle. I yeah. Believe. yeah, yeah. Puyallup is like. That's I would right, say, Dane. like, so I've been to Charleston. Charleston is like Tacoma. And Puyallup is like... And Tacoma's the shining city now. I know. Well, you're growing up... Yeah, Tacoma was the, the crap hole. Puyallup, where Rory lives, is... What would you say? Maybe 100,000? 
If that. Yeah, yeah, don't quote us, but. If that. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, possibly. I'm in Graham, I'm in Graham, which is like 20 minutes out from Puyallup, 15 minutes out from Puyallup, like Maine Puyallup, which is, we're unincorporated part of the county, so. Yeah, um, Graham thinks they're a city, but they're really not. No, we're all like minimum two to ten acre plots out here. Which is not really a bad thing, you know. Right. Don't try and be a city. No. <laughs> you see what happens. It's funny, before I moved to Graham, I remember talking to a Puyallup city council member. Remember, she was like, oh, it's a matter of time before we incorporate uh, Graham. And I'm like, oh, that'd probably be a good idea. And now I'm like, no, no, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so we're going to keep going through this. Dion says, King County lost the right to vote in the sheriff. Now they are appointed. Right. Yeah, I know. That, oh, my gosh, Dion. Thank you for pointing that out. Oh, my God. Aunt Denise says, people pay for those police to protect us. Do they get to quit paying so many taxes because there aren't as many police that the taxes are paying? It's a great question. No, they're just going to shift it to something else, some other public whatever they want to do with it um <laughs> dell we had a tent city in charleston a few years ago <clears throat> under the bridge oh i love that bridge man and they put a stop to it that's good man charleston is a great town man if you ever have a chance to go hang out in charleston i highly recommend it yeah it's a great town um i bet the home values uh of houses like in Puyallup have gone up by a lot because people were, oh yeah oh yeah. crazy yeah um i was actually talking to someone in california about this yesterday the same thing going on in san francisco sacramento's going through the roof because people are moving oh yeah out of people the city. are getting out of the city um let's see dell says happy happy joy joy merry christmas where's the tylenol um andrew says you know why Ansley's eyes are brown because he's full of it <laughs> uh maurice marisa says he's locked in a glass case of emotion that's right marisa <laughs> that's right oh <laughs> uh, man joey says andrew long classic dad joke <laughs> Uh, Dane says, mic drop. That's right, bro. Dell. Dropping the mic over here. Somebody needs to give Rory a hug. It doesn't help. No. Um, no, I'm kind of like the raccoon and elf. I'll just freaking attack you if you try and give me a hug. Rory. Joey says, uh, I'm all for you. Thanks for the rampage, Rory. Bro, sometimes you just got to get it off your chest. Drew says, if that was my wife or mother, that guy punched. Believe me, there would have been a curb stomp. Yeah, so Drew has seen this. So, how big is your lot? Oh Looks my pretty, gosh! Uh, oh, thanks, Dell. We got, oh my we're on, gosh! We're on eight acres. So eight. You get a chance to watch that documentary. There is wait, a wait. Amy Doobie Doobie Doo. <laughs> watch that documentary, and there's a lady there on the corner near the courthouse, and she's just looking on her phone, trying to figure out where the entrance is at to the courthouse. Some dude comes up and just freaking just elbow shimmies her right in the head drops her her face hits the ground she gets a broken nose she's not doing anything but just trying to figure out how to get into the courthouse dude keeps on walking and when they arrested him they asked him why did you do that he's like the voices in my head told me to if i listened to there's a cancer oh dude i would have killed him in my head i would have killed him what is it what uh, i would have killed him what did lebron say today i don't know if you guys saw that video in florida where uh the nine-year-old football player is coming off the field, and the coach hit him twice, knocked him to the ground. The coach was so mad at the nine-year-old. Oh, I saw that. And then he, like, dropped yeah. him. Yeah. And LeBron, LeBron, and I don't always agree with LeBron, obviously, but uh, he's like, that's my boy. We're doing more than talking. <laughs> like, oh, know? yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude. It's, oh, yeah. Um, eight acres, that's awesome. I'm on maybe .15. There's tough love. Yeah, it was, uh, Dell, it was a goal for uh, the wife and I. Um, we had... Uh, we had what about twenty thousand, uh, about a fifteen thousand, about a fifteen thousand square foot lot at our place in Ording. That's now a rental property for us, and which we liked it. It was a nice neighborhood, but our goal is always to move out. And um, it was funny; it was a goal that we'd put off in the future. This place came up that my wife and I uh, came and saw. My wife loved the property, and we pulled some strings and moved some things around, and and 
made it work. So Sorry. here we are. Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing at you because you're doing your best to try and bring Deter the, you? Bring the yes. show back uh, to center. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> and the squirrels and the ducks were married. Yes. Denise, Aunt Denise says, how about they're trying to make it okay to steal for a basic need? Yes. Okay, Aunt Denise, stop. <laughs> She's so, absolutely right. I know. They, they want to to steal for a basic need, or if you steal and sell it because so you need you, the money. It, they want to make it that Seattle City Council wants to make it that if you go before a judge, you can say, I I am poor, I have a mental in- illness, or I have a drug addiction, and that is your defense to get off. And yeah, and, you can and, literally walk into a store, steal whatever you want. And, and they're trying to take it one step further, and that we can't defend our property. Right. Let me tell you something, bud. <laughs> I got. I got eight acres where they were not going to find bodies if you come onto my property yeah. and try to... Uh, so I'm watching Yellowstone last night. Bro, I got to watch that. Yes, you do. I got to watch that. And there's a part where <laughs> there's all these tourists on his land and he can't get them, and they can't get them off, you know? And he's like, I finally, he's like, he loses his mind. He's like, see that mountain over there? I own it. From there to this mountain, I own everything in between. Yada, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And there's a translator for the, uh, for the tourist. And the translator's like, he doesn't want to leave. He says, no one should own this much land. They should share it. Whatever. And John Dutton shoots his gun twice in the air, and he goes, this is America. We don't share our land. <laughs> like, And they all like are running, and I'm like... And Race was like, oh, there's good and bad on that, you know? But I was like... <laughs> and, but it made me think about that whole thing with like the ceiling and all that. I'm like, you can't defend your land. I'm like, this is America. <laughs> we, we defend our land. Well, I, I just... I. Thanks, Dan. I'm pa- I apologize that I just had to bring the Grinch today. I just, I guess. Look at Dell. Dell says Yellowstone's amazing. I blew through three enough seasons. Enough is enough. I'm on the. Should I let you and Dell have your own show? I'm like seven or eight episodes <laughs> into the first season. I'm stoked, dude. It's a two muffin morning, okay? Yeah, I'll have another one. Um, <laughs> well, while we're getting on, and, and let me upset some people. Oh, please bring it on. I honestly, here's the thing. Before you say whatever you're gonna say, I got no idea what direction you're gonna go with this. <laughs> okay. So it could be interesting. It could be it could be point counterpoint, or it could hey, be punch 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 the governor. One of the two. If here. you're a teacher, oh boy, or you know a teacher. Tag oh dear, them so they can come on and argue with you. Oh me. dear, oh dear. So let me preface this entire thing. Oh boy, that's that's always a scary yeah, yeah. thing. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. I love teachers. I love how we text each other last night. No politics today, and within a span of twelve hours, I don't like think this is mother father. I don't think anything we're talking it's about not. is generally politics. And before you say anything about the governor, I'm really not. Saying I'll leave about the you. Governor. I'll leave you guys with this. Dan Spicer, damn it! He says, "Got to go." Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Did you see his outfit? Merry Festivus. I did. We love you, buddy. Spice, have a great Christmas. Yep, Hug that too, family. Man. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, so just last thing about that documentary is they talked to, um, I believe he was the city attorney back in 1990-something or other, 1990. I tried, guys. I tried. And <laughs> I tried. Roy, well, right I want you, well, you had said this is not about politics, and this is my point, is it's not about politics because that, C- that Seattle city attorney back in 1990 was a staunch Democrat, and he was calling out that there was going to be a problem in the future if we don't bring things under control. And here we are. Yeah, a Democrat. So it has nothing to do with party politics. Mm. It has everything to do with humanity. So Let's do some blinking here with the lights. Oh, now I'm triggered. Um, All right, here you go. I'm, I'm done. Uh, hopefully I'm done. Famous last words. We'll go back to this solid. That'll drive people nuts. Um, okay, so here, Yellowstone's crazy. What to the end? So oh, my gosh. I heard that, Antonise. I heard season three. It's a cliffhanger. Well, I'm kind of taking it easy next week, so 
I may be watching Yellowstone Bro. at night and like going to bed at five in the morning. It is doing nothing to quell my desire <laughs> to get off into a ranch out in Wyoming or Montana. Oh, doing nothing. Oh. I literally, Rachel, I, 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 dude, I kid you not. I've spent some time in the last like week trying to figure it out for like this year. Like, Christy, I want out. Christy says to the kids last night after we're done watching it. I'm pretty sure it does, Dell. And she says to the kids, she says, "Now you guys understand why Dad was looking for places in Montana." And Bella, without missing a beat, goes, "Don't encourage him, Mom." <laughs> I don't know why they want to be here so bad. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, my kids are like, "Wherever we go, let's go." Like, <laughs> I'll take a winter storm in Montana over the bullshit that's happening in Seattle. Yeah. All right, so here we go. All right. Um, you're bound to piss somebody off. Uh, no, and, and here's the thing, guys. Like, I taught for a year in high school. I have a master's in education. Like, I I have a lot of respect for teachers and a lot of love for teachers. All and that, we got some good friends that are teachers. Oh, great friends. Great friends. Sorry, I'm going to eat and talk, and yeah. you have to deal with it. My buddy Matt Hilditch, teacher. Our buddy Matt, a good friend of the show. Molly Mitchell. Ansage. Um, the Ant. Oh, An yeah, Andrea. Bree. Bree. Oh, there's lots of them. We could go on yeah. for days. We could go on for days. Um, but here's my deal. Let me just tell you, coffee and muffins was a good idea this morning. I'm going to go ahead and break my arm. And here's my deal, teachers. Pat myself on the back. All right. Here's the deal. Okay, Joe. Yeah. I think... Oh, there you go. Dell's wife is a yep. third grade teacher. Um, oh, boy. Christian's here. I am a little sick and tired... Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> ...of teachers trying to control everything. Because... Well, I'm a teacher and I don't make enough money. Or I'm a teacher and I do this for your kids. Or I'm a... You know, whatever. It's like... You're supposed to do it selflessly. That's the whole point. Not to throw it in people's face all the time. Like, I don't walk around town telling people to thank me because I served in the military. You know what I'm saying? I'm not walking through Puyallup going, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. While wearing my dress blues. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like we've gotten to this weird point and Joey's mom and Drew's wife are, uh, are overworked during all this. They are completely are. But here's the thing. I was irritated last year with the whole strike to pay us more money. Mm -hmm. And we called this. I'm all, like, I get it. Teachers, for the most part, for the most part, are underpaid. I'm not uh -huh. going to say across the board. I'm not going to say across the board. Because there are teachers out there that make six figures or close to. Okay. And I understand. They're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, it's stressful, this and that. Yes. And <laughs> Louis C.K., yeah, but <laughs> you get summers off. I mean, you get it like a month off in the summers. Which, whatever. Yeah, but you chose the profession knowing what it was. I didn't go into the military with any misconceived notions about how much I was going to get paid. And then get there and tell the Commandant of the Marine Corps that I was going on strike until they gave me more money. Well... And, okay, so there's that, right? There's that. So this is where this started with me. Well, the thing is, I can also reiterate that you were a teacher for one year, so you can actually discuss, you can actually talk on this issue. A little bit. Me, I'm just a parent, and I don't want to say just a parent, but I'm just a parent who doesn't understand everything a teacher has to go through. So, so but you do, because you've done it. So you have, you can talk about this. I'm me, I can to, just I'm here to tell you. light up my beard with lights and look pretty. I'm here to tell you that. Um, and then what happened? We, we oh, see, Dell. This is why I said that Luke does. I do though, Dell. Luke. Luke was a teacher for one year. I do. Um, and it was less hours 
than I worked when I was in the Marine Corps for oh, less pay. Christian, we will get to that. I have some thoughts on that. Well, that's what I'm getting to. That's what I'm getting to, actually. So I do know how much they work because I did it. And it was a profession I chose, and it was a profession I chose to get out of. Yeah. So what happened last year? Well, Regardless your- of whether they should make more money or not, you can only be paid what's in the pot, right? You can only See be- you, Denise. See you, Denise. Love you. Um, you, you. You can only be paid what's in the pot. Yeah. And last year, remember, they demanded, demanded, demanded. Well, yeah. what happened? The year was over. The money ran out. And they had to lay off a bunch of people. And then they were pissed off that their friends were getting laid off. And I'm yeah. like, there's no money. I don't know what you want. There's no money. <sighs> Thank you. So they can't pay your friend, right? And it was the junior teachers that were struggling, the, you know, less, less tenure. Right. Okay. So now here we are. This year, Dell was also a teacher too. Good. Okay. So now here we are this year, and everything's going on. Okay. Now, I'll, dude, you can you can mark this on the calendar. I always always will tell you when either I've been wrong, or that I think that someone has done something well that I don't genuine I don't genuinely like. In this case, the governor. <laughs> Wait, are you gonna go go on a governor rant too? I'm not actually. Oh, so I was all ready for it because he announced he was doing a press conference yesterday for school, and I'm like, oh great, here we go. And this was after Puyallup School District had said K and one is going back on January 12th. And I'm like, oh here we go, governor's gonna step in, right? Uh, Dell says I better stop before I get worked up. No, bro, yeah, no, go this ahead. is this is a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, the, the, the thing is, though, you gotta remember this. Like I just said, you were a teacher, your wife's a teacher, I was. I'm not speaking out of my ass here. I know. What I'm talking about. I understand the work that they put in. I will be playing the part of speaking out of your ass. Yeah. Not your ass, my so, ass. Um, <laughs> so here we are. Here we are in this pandemic. The governor comes out yesterday. And I was actually... Um... Joey says, yeah. my mom works day and night, yep. weekends and summers. She probably yeah. only has about seven days in total where she doesn't work. By the way, my mom was against the strike. Yeah. Yeah, and Joey, we can get to that point, too. And, here, I mean, and here's my point. It, with it's your, a bigger problem. Here's your my point with your mom and with everything is that your mom is well aware that she chose that profession. This is what it is. Okay, whether you get... You have to... Whether they're underpaid or not, you can only get paid what's in the budget. Well, we've said this about us. We got into real estate. We know what to expect. We know that yeah. there's a roller coaster. Yeah. We know that if we're going to feed the family, we have to go out there. Yeah. We have to hunt for you business. You can't get so into... So we, we know. We choose. You can't get into the field knowing what it's paid and be pissed off and go on strike right. all the time. Right. <laughs> the first year, well, am I not getting paid enough? Yeah. Well... So people in the military can't do that and don't do it. You know, um, People in other professions can't do that don't do it or they just get fired. And so it irritates me to no end when all this happens and our kids suffer. Okay? And... And they are. Yeah. So here we are this year. So the governor came out yesterday and I was like, here we go. And I was actually, when he was done with the press conference, I was actually like, okay, good on him. All he did really was outline the get kids back in school. He basically was like, we do need to get them back in school. Scores are showing it. This is what's happening. We need to get them back in school safely. Okay. So here's the outline for going forward. And at least my, my point being at the end of it was at least... He put something out there, some kind of a guideline. So we, okay, this is what we're working with. Okay, he didn't come out and like say, we're not doing it, we're not doing it. I'll let you know, I'll tell you when, right? He actually gave some kind of guidance. And then, which I was very appreciative of. Mandy, good morning. Thanks for jumping on. He put the onus on the school districts to make decisions that are best for their district. So he's like, these are the guidelines. That being said, 
you can work outside of these guidelines and parameters if it is in the best interest of the students and it needs to happen. So I was like, dude, it's the first time in like six months that Governor Inslee has actually given anybody any like onus to make a decision without him being right in the room, like right here. Like, yeah, let me, I'll tell you what you're going to do, you know? Oh, keep and so, going because I'm brewing over here. I was actually fine with it. Um, real estate is tough also. People don't know how hard it is. They don't see the whole job. Correct. That's true, Dell. Um, so anyway, so they did. Now, here's where I got irritated. Of course, they get on social media yesterday after all this and after Pulp School District said they're going back. And a teacher friend is complaining that they have to go back and teach. Is this the teacher friend that I would know? Yes. We, okay. Oh, okay. And not only is this teacher friend complaining that they have to go back and teach, it is so dramatic, dude. I feel I'm like I'm surprised. watching. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a, a Broadway musical. I am not surprised. Yeah. It can't just be, I'm against this. I think it's unsafe. It goes, you obviously don't care that my family dies and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, oh, bro. Oh, bro. Let's, uh, let's. Did you respond to them? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. you're a smart man. No. Oh, boy. And, and, and this has been a running theme with some people. Hey, so what I, are the jello shots going to get here? So I literally, I had to go up to school yesterday and I saw a good friend. Uh, that was Maddie's teacher. Okay. She was outside. We started talking. I said, hey, how do you feel about this? And I thought her response was about as like down the middle, like best answer you could give. She goes, I go back and forth. I'm kind of on the fence and torn. She goes, on one hand, I want to make sure we're safe. But on the other hand, these kids need to be in school. Mm -hmm. It's obviously showing, especially with the younger ones are falling behind. Yep. Um, and then we and then we talked about things like um, kids in bad situations at home. Yep. Kids who don't have a home. And I wanted to reach out to this friend and be like, while you're sitting there bitching about us not caring about your family being safe and all this kind of stuff, and that we don't care that if you die, kids are dying. See, it works, bro. I mentioned the name Bree. She jumps on here. Yeah, yes. Bree says, I've been teaching in person all year. I'm home with a cold today because I'm not allowed to be at school with a cough. Bree, you're a legend. And you know what? And that's reasonable. And, we, we, and when she wasn't teaching... Last year, Bree was doing uh, story time where oh, kids yeah. were jumping out. It was wonderful. We loved. I loved seeing it. I was dude, even my kids weren't watching. I was watching story time with Bree. I'm like, dude, she's got this dialed in. Uh, Drew says my wife wants to be back in her classroom with her kids. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: while people, while some of these teachers are at home bitching about and, and being over dramatic and saying, "Oh, you don't care if my family dies," that's not what anybody said, jackass. Okay, <laughs> and if he sees this, he's gonna know who I'm talking about. That's not what anybody said. Okay, but. Well, <laughs> I we, we spoke to I spoke to someone recently who is a superintendent of public uh, of a school district down in California, and they are all their kids uh, or a bunch of their kids are off the res. And he literally said, "We've lost every kid off the reservation, every kid, and they're not coming back." Okay, we can't even have a, a we, he's like we can't even have a rule that says the kids have to be on camera because we because some of these kids you don't know what's going on in the background drugs mom passed out on the couch, you know they got their sound off because people are screaming or getting yeah. beat on like. So while you're comp sitting at home bitching about how shitty your life is in your warm fucking house with all your freaking pastries and your Christmas shit, we got kids getting their ass kicked, watching their parents pass out doing drugs on a couch, watching mom get beat and thrown down the stairs by her boyfriend, right? Not ever coming back to school and to make a better life for themselves because they can't be in class. So when the governor actually does come out and issue some guidance, the governor that you've been championing, champ championing for all year long now you want to bitch and moan and complain 
Don't go back, dude. Do something else. You have an education. Do something else. Go work at an online school. Become a tutor. Whatever. These kids don't have the option to do something else, bro, with the education that they don't have. So I don't give a flying F about you and your family might die. Find something else to do with yourself. The t kids need to go back to school. Granted, it needs to be safe, and we need to phase this in, and I get all that. I get all that. But for you to sit in your damned crow's nest at home talking about how crappy your life is and no one cares about you, woe is me. Bro, figure it out. You don't need to be around kids with that attitude anyways, so do something else. Come do some real estate. Do something else, okay? There's plenty of online jobs. Plenty of online jobs if you want to stay in your house for the rest of your life. Don't care? Do it. I love you. But I'm getting sick of the drama, bud. You're like an you're like a 13 year old mean girl, dude. No one cares anymore. No one cares. Go to go to a little prom with your family, hold hands, whatever. Be your mean girl. Stop putting it out into the world. These kids that have nowhere to go need to be in school. Need to be learning. Okay, safely, yes. Safely, yes. And if you don't want to be a part of that solution, then stay home. Done. Damn. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. And the you know the thing is you. You're not coming from a place of being a jackass. You're, no. calling, you're coming from a place of love. Look, look, here's the deal. My kids will be fine. Right? My kids will be fine. I got a wife with a master's in engineering. I got a master's in education and a, and a bachelor's in English fiction writing. Okay? We know how to teach. I taught. We know how to teach. Okay? We have friends that are teachers. My kids will be fine. They have a good home life. For the most part. They might bitch about it some days. But, <laughs> but don't listen to them. They're liars. Okay? So... They'll be fine. I'm not I'm not worried about my kids, okay? Granted, do I want them back in school? Of course I do. They're not the ones I'm worried about, okay? I'm worried about other kids. I'm worried about society as a whole, kids as a whole. All right? I So when I did teach, and here's a little insight into my world, when I did teach, I taught at a second chance alternative high school where kids had already been kicked out, had already been in jail, had already had drug problems, and every one of them had a crap home life for the most. One of our kids was playing basketball in the gym one day. Kid you not. When his meth-addled mom just stumbled into the gym and passed out on the floor while I was standing there. Imagine the horror on his face. Mm. And he had to get her up and get her out of there, embarrassed to come back to school. He was sleeping from couch to couch to couch because he had nowhere to go. And then his drug-addled mom shows up during the school day, walks into the gym, and passes out because she suddenly decided she wanted to see her son for the first time in a month. And at 11 o'clock in the afternoon on like a Thursday was the best time, or in the morning. These are the things that a lot of these kids are dealing with. Walk into one of these schools, okay? Walk into one of these, not downtown Puyallup, where everyone's got a cookie-cutter craftsman home and everything's fine and hunky-dory. Walk into the east side of Tacoma. Okay, where some of these kids are the parent for their four or five or six younger siblings and they're trying to figure out how to get it done. And then tell me again about how crappy your life is and we don't care about you. You know what? You know what? Honestly, you know what? I'll go. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. All right. Go back some, to school. Here's some of the comments. Uh, Dell says, my wife won. Okay, we, we did that one. My wife wanted to go back in person. She didn't like virtual. It was so hard. Dane says, there was a kid in California who committed suicide on a Zoom call because he couldn't handle being locked up anymore. Bree says, lots of kids with special needs have been going in person. So sp speed teachers, sped teachers, sped teachers special ed. Yeah, have been working in person. And Puyallup, they got sped back. Uh, Dane says, hands down, best episode of the Luke and Rory show. Joey says, amen. Christian says, mic drop. Bree says, if you believe the masks work, then why are they scared? Thanks, Bree. Yeah, yep. good point. Del Schaefer says, I, th I taught at a Christian school, and most of them had been kicked out of public school. 
Marisa says, all the kids are suffering, both normal kids and special needs kids. We should be able to go back safely and not be isolated. And I agree with all of you guys, and I'm going to now take... I apologize for my language. Well, <laughs> Surprised we haven't been shut down yet. You know what? I'm getting sick and tired of having to apologize for our language. I, did you see the superintendent of public instruction... Uh, he, he said that the, the system is shitty. Right, Dole. Yeah, 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 he did, yeah. And I can't believe there was actually a news story about, can you believe the language that the superintendent of public instruction used? And I'm and I'm thinking as I'm watching this but news story. you want to say the city of Seattle safe. Yeah, I'm, as I'm watching this story, I'm like, yeah, I can believe it because the system is shitty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, so I'm not going to apologize for my language. No I'm just, is, I'm tired of playing that game. No thing is, is oh, oh, by the way, complaint real quick. Complaint Go ahead. To the Luke and Rory show. Oh, another yeah. complaint? Get the episodes on the freaking podcast, bud. Oh, kiss off. <laughs> anyway. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> I just was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, but at some point, Maddie's going to listen to the show, and she's like, Dad, you dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> I'm like, my apologies. Uh, okay, so but now... it's the end of the year, and I don't think we've used one yet, so I might as well use it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to take a different approach here. And it's not... Yeah, Dan, I was on the podcast. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, and it's not necessarily... It's not against what you're saying at all. Here's my approach. And again... Shout out to my homie, Jay, J-Dog, there in Olympia. Oh, you know who you are. J-Dog, the Innsmeister. Yeah. Listen. Kingsley? I, you know what? I almost went full Dane podcast in that comment. Well, I better, I better back, I'm going to back it up a little bit. All we do is we rip the audio off the show and we put it out into the podcast world for people to listen to. Yeah, it. that's all we do. So, so basically, if you're watching the show, yeah, you're listening to it. But if you it. can't, then hop on the Luke and Rory podcast. Listen, asshat Insley. How can you have the balls, the, the the stones, to get in front of the camera and tell all these people that we need to send our kids back to school, but still have small businesses and restaurants shut down? How can you do that? How can you say oh, yeah. that the data shows that we can have kids go back to school, but then you say that the data shows it's too dangerous to sit down at a restaurant? You are a hypocritical asshat. You piss me off to no end. And it just infuriates me. We got kids that are suffering. We got families that are suffering. We got small business owners that are suffering. And you're out there talking about dickhead ideas about climate change and environmental stuff and this, that, and the other. Why don't you focus on the things that are important in our state? You are such a freaking asshat. Well, and the only people, honestly, that are... Bro, that felt good. <laughs> I just... I'm, you... I'm done with you, Inslee. The only people who... uh. Your, your poor family. I know. <laughs> Rachel's got him in the other room, on the other side of the house. With the earmuffs on? Yeah. She's like, man, wait, the other side of the house. Uncle Rory's going to use language again. <laughs> the other side of the house isn't even far enough. Um, but it's, it's, it's hypocritical. Yeah. If it's safe enough to send kids back to school, then it's safe enough to allow adults to go back out to businesses and act like adults and wear masks and have your stupid-ass hand sanitizer and social distance. Amy it's says, so hypocritical. Amy says, my dad dropped the F-bomb once when we were golfing, and it disturbed him so much that he called me la later to apologize for like the fifth time. <laughs> FYI, he's a Marine veteran. Oh, Semper Fi, sir. Semper Fi. <laughs> so you want to hear a funny story about the first time my kids heard me drop the F-bomb? So, despite my marine language, <laughs> I, I'm very good at code switching, and I don't swear on my kids. You do a pretty good job. And um, so, good thing your neighbors are far away. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, they might come join the show. Speaking of climate change, Joy sent a science teacher into a tailspin. Oh, God. <laughs> I heard about that, actually. Oh, I, I, I got to hear this. And I actually had to counter. I countered him through Maddie. I don't know if she said. She said that Joy wasn't going to do it because he didn't believe in uh, climate change, or he didn't believe in the science, or something like that. And I said, well, then he should do the project and do a counter-argument. 
for the science. You know, like make his point. So anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, oh, uh, Stacy, thank you for the Christmas card. Myself and the kids liked it. So glad to hear it, Stacy. So glad to hear it. Um, I was waiting for some F-bombs to drop from Rory. Call it Griswold to be so proud. Did you drop one? I did not. I did. Yeah. I, he did, but it was very quiet. I mean, so, so the first time my kids heard me drop an F-bomb. And they were, it was Bing the fourth. Crosby and Danny. Okay. <laughs> Tap dance with Danny. Okay. Um, we were actually out of the hap, hap, happiest. We were out in the canal. And. Uh, oh, you've told me this story. <laughs> and uh, doing 4th of July. And the neighbors on the canal, my dad's place, the neighbors next to us that shared a driveway with my dad. And then they went their way and we went our way, right? It's my dad's driveway. Right. And then they had an easement to use it to get to their property. Yep. Um, there were just a bunch of young. Or, you know, like early 20s or whatever. And Jocelyn had was uh, just born. So she was just like two months old. Okay. And so all the fireworks are, are winding down for the night. And Jocelyn is in the house, my dad's house. And one of the idiot neighbors, like in his early 20s, I say kids, but he, uh, he they go in my dad's driveway right by our house and set off like an M80 or something, oh, right? Oh, jeez. And I go out there and I'm I'm pissed. But I go with the calm approach, okay? I go with the, the like, I'm steaming. You know where I stand on this, but I'm going to be cool. Yeah. Right? I said, hey, bro, it's like 12. And, like, I get it. You guys are young. You're partying and having a good time. But you can go all the way over there to your guys' place on the beach and do this crap. I got brand new baby in the house trying to sleep. You just woke her up, okay? Got kids and stuff. Not in the driveway. Not in the driveway. And they're kind of like, oh, you know, and I'm like, no, seriously, not in the driveway. Okay, boomer. Yeah. So I go in the house. And about five minutes goes by. And you know those firecrackers? That they're like the huge rolls? Yes. So they unroll it. I'll say I'll say it's here outside loud as hell. Like it sounds like, you know, 50 cows going <laughs> off. And I look out the window of the kitchen, and they're in the driveway, and they got a roll about 50 yards long going down the driveway. Oh, I hope they're looking at you with the lighter just like, oh, dude. Hey, jackass. My dad. My dad. I, I like start my dad's like, Luke, 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 Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Too late. Too late. I go out there, dude, and I just, I make a beeline, and they're looking at me. <laughs> I make a beeline, and they walk the other direction real quick, and I stomp on the, I just walk over and stomp on them, like put them out and kick them off, right? And then, so then one of them turns, and he's like, hey, man, you ruined our, and I lost it, dude. And I turned, and I said, you got something to fucking say to me? Come here, I'm going to F you up. And he's like, and he knows I mean business, right? And he's just like, and I go, come here, and I started going towards him. I drop like two F-bombs. I turn around, and there's Maddie. <laughs> I said, I will F you up. And uh, and she heard me say, I'll F you up. And she was right there. And I look at her, and she just starts crying. She's like, gosh, what is she? At the time, she's like eight. And she just starts crying and runs back in the house. And I go in there, and my dad, God bless him, my dad's sitting there with her, and he's going, sweetheart, sometimes situations call for different language <laughs> when you're an adult <laughs> to make sure that people get the point. <laughs> like, it's very true. And he goes, and he's all, and I'm just standing there and I'm like around the kitchen so they can't see me. I'm listening and he goes, your dad was very nice to them the first time and it didn't, they didn't get the point. Yeah. So we had to choose different language to make sure that they understood the point. She's like, okay, okay. Uh, sage, <laughs> yeah. sage wisdom like, from, yeah, from boy, chief. senior weaver there. Uh, James has dropped some GD, but we couldn't get mad because it was used in the appropriate context. Yeah. What is the appropriate context? Because I struggle with that. 
Sometimes I feel like that is just the right thing to say. Well, so here's my thing. I don't, and people will argue with me on this. I don't think swearing is a bad is a bad deal. Like I don't like. I struggle. So obviously. Well, you know, you know. Yeah, I I know. I give you crap about. (laughs) Yes. I won't. I won't throw you under the bus. About my GDs and JCs. eh, It's more about the JCs. The GDs. I'm like, "Eh, okay, that's my that's my area. And I actually, I I never say it in front of the kids. They never hear it. And I do try to. I've been trying to tailor that back. So thank you. Um, although my favorite, my favorite word, and it's really like borderline whether it's a swear word, is <laughs> just hell. I just and the kids hear oh, me say that all the time. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's like it's like it's like Wyatt Earp and Tombstone. Like I see, I'm just like hell. <laughs> you know. I've actually been saying hell. I've actually been saying that more in the house this year and not getting in trouble. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Stacy says, uh, or have a grandparent that passed away and parents divorcing and are struggling with trying to understand it all and not have people or friends to talk to. Yeah. Great point. Yep. Um, Brie, I always tell kids that adults have the experience and knowledge to use heated words. That's a good one. Ooh, heated words. Heated words. I like it. I got to warm those words up. Uh, Pastor Christian, we did the impact youth party at some family from Belfer Assembly of God. Their one rule was no M80s be let off. Daryl Hanley let an M80 off. I think I was there. <laughs> right in the middle of everybody. Daryl had to leave. And exit the 4th of July party at that moment. <laughs> that sounds like something Daryl would yeah. do. <laughs> um, I swear on occasions, but the kids uh, know not what to, or uh, know what not to say. Charles says, so what do you guys think about the Negro Leagues being reclassified as a major league? We can talk about that Yeah, in a let's moment. talk about that in a second. I think that's, that's a great question. Um, there's no point in censoring yourself in an online video when you don't censor yourself most of the time in person. Be you, be authentic, cuss the words and all. Be free and just say, yeah. Um, so here's my thing. And Christian might, uh, cause he was one of my youth pastors. He might argue with me. And I've, I've talked about this with our pastors before. I don't think swearing is a sin. I don't like, there's no part of me. You'll never convince me that swearing is a sin because the, I don't think language is a sin. The only, and, and you know this, and I've said this before, the only, the only one that I struggle with is JC. Uh, no, actually I don't struggle with JC. JC to me is inappropriate. I struggle with, with goddamn. I struggle with that because yeah. if I if I stub my toe, yeah, that it, seems like the appropriate it phrase. Seems, it seems appropriate. That You'd damn say, chair over there. Damn it, God! No, no, it's more like, God damn that chair. Yeah, that's that's what I'm right now. Do yes, it. That chair right there. Spontaneously fall apart. Um, <laughs> but if it's just something else, like I'm having a bad day and I just yeah. say, God damn it, that's that just kind of seems lazy to I'm me. I'm a master linguistics with F with F word when I'm not around my kids. Yeah, that's Bro, see, that's how I am. And you know what I. I I've played that video before. If you get a chance, look on YouTube and go. find out how the F word is the most useful word in the English language. Watch that video. It's hilarious. And I absolutely agree with it. I What's uh, what's uh, Kings of Comedy? Yeah, he passed away. What's his name? Bernie. 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 Yeah, Bernie Mac. He does that thing. Don't be afraid of the F word. In any conversation, you might hear a black man. He does this thing where... Where's that mother effing mother effing mother? He's got my mother effing money. He's <laughs> like, don't be afraid. <laughs> it's a it's a very it useful can be a, word. It can be a noun or a verb. <laughs> Look at these Fs over here. Yeah. I don't give an F. Son of a nutcracker. <laughs> so there is Dell. Uh, Dell, there's a guy out there. I don't know if you, he's called Cool Carl. You can check him out on Instagram. The youth group at our church follows him, and uh, he's pretty funny, and he does Christian cuss words, mm-hmm. these videos. Oh, my gosh. They're oh, hilarious, Oh, I dude. think I've seen something like that. They're hilarious. So check him out. Cool Carl. Um Oh my God! Mine is oh my God and the F word. Yeah, I just so here's the thing. Dell says, could it cause someone to stumble? I think that if I think that if language is going to cause you to stumble, you weren't in the right spot in the first place. Like, yeah, it's to me, it's just language. When I was younger, I would probably say, yeah, that could cause someone to stumble. Yeah. But as I get older, I'm like, you know, yeah. if you're going to stumble in your faith because I said the F word, 
Yeah. Maybe maybe there's something deeper that needs to be looked at there. I think I think it's more about how you live your entire life. Uh, I've watched John Christ. Yeah, I've watched a couple of his videos. You did you see the one he did when he was in uh, Washington State Fair last year? Yes. Oh, it was so funny. That was great. It's like he knew how to rip on the cities around here. I don't think. It, <laughs> let's see, Christian. I don't think it rubs God wrong to swear. There are moments the swearing is only appropriate way to say things. There you go, Christian. I think that's a good way to say it. I don't think it rubs God the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's literally nothing in the Bible that specifically states that cussing or swearing is a sin or against what God, Jesus, Christianity is all about. The only thing in the Bible that even mentions swearing, cussing, bad language is specifically about talking bad about your fellow man, which I, yeah. My my wife and I got kicked out of our Bible study group because I dropped a couple F-bombs and then pointed out to the leaders of the group how wrong they were. And that's sad. And you know what? You know what? Honestly. I can see Dave doing yeah. that. Honestly, it makes me sad that they would kick you out for, for that because... Because a, a, a bio or, or a, a church or a Bible study group is come as you are. Hey, when are we going to do some effing Jaeger bombs yeah. around here? What about setting an example for others in speech? There is a verse about that, right? Yeah, but it doesn't specifically mention that. Doesn't mean that that could to me that just means like what Dane said, not speaking ill of your fellow man. Um, yeah, and Del, lifting you, people up. Dell, like, you do bring up a good point. He, he does talk about um, does talk about not having foolish language. I, I get that. It's I am, and I don't, don't take this the wrong way. I, I'm, I'm not perfect. And, and again, please don't take that the wrong way. I know that's overused and people what? use it all the time, but I just, I'm kind of like, I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying. I, I'll look it up, Dale. I'll look it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be better with my language, but it just, yeah. I'm, I'm a moron. Listen, I went to uh I went to a private <laughs> Lutheran school and I minored in religion in my, uh, religious professors the theologians probably swore more than most people i know um well i know that as and as, hey dr zabarczak <laughs> if you ever see this like dr zabarczak speaks G greek and hebrew so he can translate the bible directly <laughs> from the original forms and that dude swears like a sailor like you know or like a marine um and sees nothing wrong with it but. you know and, and don't take this the wrong way you guys but ever since i became catholic i feel more at home <laughs> Now listen. I the, took that as exactly as I've always thought. <laughs> the priest, the priest is not up there giving his homilies and dropping f bombs. But the guys who are working in the Knights of Columbus, working behind the scenes, doing all, doing all the Knights hard work. of Columbus. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I remember the first time I was, I think I was hanging out with, uh, you know, I don't mean to throw him under the bus, but uh, Steve Hastings. First time I hung out with him, all of a sudden I heard something come out of his mouth, and I'm like. What the heck? And then I realized we're just dudes. Dane is losing it over. <laughs> oh, and on top of that, they blindsided the group with an impromptu ambush about how swearing was bad and that swearing makes us less of a Christian. All the while, I was away on business because they didn't want to fight me. Oh Effin. my gosh! Oh. Effin. <laughs> yeah. Dane. So. Oh, Dane. That explains so much now. <laughs> Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Well, that's not true anymore. But, no. Yeah, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and purity. Yeah. And and bro, I got a lot to work I'll, on. Uh, you know, I tell you what, Dell. I'll 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 think on that, man. And I'll get back. I'll, honestly, I'll think on that. And I'll I'll look at that. And I'm doing good on the love part. On the surface, on the surface, on the conduct. Mm, I still don't purity. think that the speech thing means that you can't swear. Yeah. So, uh, I love Tim Hawkins. He's hilarious. Yes. Oh, I'll have to check that yes. out. Yes, Tim Hawkins is Tim Hawkins, you can have your you can have your kids watch that. Look him up on YouTube. He's freaking hilarious. Hey, um Hey, uh Charles First, are you still on here, buddy? Give Marisa us a while for I want to talk first... about what you asked, but I don't want to do it without you here. Uh, Marisa says the first time Jimmy and I made a dirty joke in front of Rory was the turning point in our relationship. That is a true statement. Bro, it, are you they, ever... kind of, they kind of looked at me like 
Okay. Are you ever on eggshells until like that with, with certain people? Not on eggshells. Not on eggshells, but like you're just like, you're, you know, it's one way, the conversation, yep. and then all of a sudden like the client will drop an F-bomb and you're like, all right. Oh, home. yeah. Yeah, we're home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this bathroom's an effing mess. <laughs> like, uh, there's so Charles. True. All right, let's get yeah. on it. Uh, uh, Dell says, we're not perfect, but as long as we are asking for forgiveness and trying to be better glorifying yeah. to God. Let me tell you Do real quick about every day. my favorite... So Rory's Catholic, and I give him a hard time about this from time to time. And sometimes he he's la- just jealous. Sometimes he laughs it off, and sometimes he literally—you can tell—he's steaming about it. Which we'll I- see. Well, let's see how it plays out today. Yeah. Which, <laughs> by the way, which, by the way, I don't give an f. So <laughs> anyway, clearly you don't. <laughs> so when I was a teenager, um, one of our buddies that my dad and I would give a ride to school, whatever. Um, we were like 15, 16, and um, he lived on a Mason Lake, and his family was Catholic, and they were like. Well-renowned party animals, <laughs> but also like very involved in their mass and their church over in um, Shelton, right? Yep. So my dad finally says one day because because Marisa says we were so scared Rory was going to drop us after that. It takes a oh, lot. We more never than that. We never say no to money. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to Luke's point, that was the turning. Po- and to your point, that was the turning yeah. point where all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're bros, so, we're sisters. So, dude's dad, or my buddy's dad, was well-renowned for his, like, drinking and swearing and partying and all this, but also very involved in his Catholic church, you know? So, my dad, who had grown up Catholic, right, he's like, he asks, I don't want to say any names, he asks him, you know, like, eh, so-and-so, he's just like, how, uh, how do you guys justify all that? Because my dad was really big into the, his church deal at that time, you know, living very straight edge, and, um, he's like, how does he justify all that? And, and my buddy's like, justify what? And he's like, oh, language and the partying in church, and... He goes, it's really not hard. We're Catholic. We just ask for forgiveness on Sundays. It's fine. <laughs> and I was like, I like Catholics. Can we be Catholic, Dad? <laughs> can we be Catholic? <laughs> well, I can tell you this much. There are things that I do. Good morning, Gina. Gina, good morning. Gina, Gina. Uh, are we uh, Are we going to see Gina today? We might. All right, Gina. Hang in there. We might be seeing All you right. today. Um, I do want to say this is that um, <sighs> with being Catholic, I do try. I do try. And the thing is, is like, I can count on my hand the five same freaking sins that I do all the time that I'm going into confession for and saying, I screwed up again. And I go into confession with a, with a true, honest heart of, man, I really want to stop doing these things. Within a couple days, there's dipshit McGee over there. (laughs) I'm sinning again. (laughs) I, um... What was I going to say about that? Oh. <laughs> Ed Keeley's on. It's been a while. Um, uh, wait, there's a, what was there? There was another comment on there, wasn't there? Oh, uh, Dane says, God wants us to be better people and to uplift people, not put people down because we don't agree with how they live their life. Talk about hypocrisy and religion. Very true. Yep. Very true. I 100% oh, agree. Dell's a Southern Baptist, if that tells you anything. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> shows you probably got better music than uh, we do. Um, so I've been to a Catholic church like twice. Joey says, I'm going to be honest, being Catholic is a little hard. I wonder wonder why that is, Joey. I can't do Catholic Mass because I'm not on my toes enough for Catholic Mass. Like, when I'm in church, like, I'm in my own world, like, I'm listening, but then my mind will drift, you know, and then I'll come back and be like, oh, that was a good point, kind of a thing. Like, every time I'm in Catholic church, I'm like, crap, we're supposed to say something now. <laughs> like, or we got to stand up. Like, what's going on? Like, Is that too much responsibility for you? It is. <laughs> what's the word? Uh, Lord, I need the church that has the least amount of responsibility. I just need to show no. up. Show my face and go home. What? What's the? What's the Catholicism? One? And it's not a bad thing, but Catholicism is very. Um, they're very into interactive symbolism. 
and yep. different things and uh and traditions yeah and i and i get it it's just not for me like they're <laughs> and peace be with you i'm like peace be what who me like oh i'm supposed to say something to you i don't i missed it damn it like, now you just swore in mass damn it again like it's just, nah, yeah the last time i went was for my cousin's uh my cousin's daughter's um dedication or whatever mm -hmm. what do they call it christening mm -hmm. or whatever oh gosh they were swinging things around, and holy water was flying, and I was like, "What is going on?" You know on? what, Dry? You know what's remarkable about you? You're a remarkable person <laughs> because you are so educated. You are so smart. You look up all these things about everything that nobody knows two craps about. <laughs> but when it comes to understanding the Catholic Church, you're just like, "Oh fuck! I don't know what they're doing. They're just swinging crap all over the place." I know what they're. I know what they're. <laughs> doing. I know what they're doing, but they can just tell me about it. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm like that brass ball. I'm gonna hit me in the head. <laughs> that, that priest is that priest has been into the wine. He's swinging that thing all over the place. All right. Anyway, carry on. Um, uh, you know what? How about you just remove your application from the Catholic Church? Okay? Oh yeah, dude. Don't worry. It wasn't I'm getting like, approved I'm anyway. I'm gonna call them up right now. Say, hey, just remove him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's. Oh, man. I'm not sponsoring him anymore. First of all, Catholic Church and every other church out there. I don't apply to anything. I just show up. And you don't even know if I'm there or not there. Uh, Joey says it is the hate for being Catholic and holding back from going at people. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. And I think your dad can be a good teacher on that in the sense of, I'm not saying don't give an F, but don't give an F. And, and that's something I've had to learn since I became Catholic in 2007 is I'd have a couple people <clears> say, well, what about all the priests and the pedophiles? And what about this? What about that? And I'm like, you know what? You're ignorant and you're stupid because if you understand the history and you understand how everything went down, yeah, that was a horrible time in the church's history, an absolutely horrible time. But that's a minuscule amount of time in the church's history. Well, look, all churches, man, all uh, like for Catholicism, it's policy of containment, mm -hmm. and uh, and obviously, you know, instances in the last like 20, 30 years that have come to light that have been been an issue. To be fair, all churches have these things. Oh hell yeah! Now. Unfortunately for the Catholic Church, they're on a much uh, grander scale and in the spotlight, yep. and so these things are going to be very much seen and in the public eye. And the thing is, is that, don't think for a second that, here's the thing, is there are things that the Catholic Church talk about and do that I don't know if I'm 100% on board. I struggle with that. But overall. Yeah. Overall. But I think that's any church good or it. anything you're a part of in your yeah. life. You're never going to get everything yeah. all right so all right so uh he's still on here charles still on here yeah so he's he's talking about the negro leagues uh being reclassified as the major leagues and statistics counting um and he says how do we feel about that i, I want to hear your point of view on this because i think i know your point of view. <clears throat> there are two thought processes i have heard about the negro league issue it is removing one it is removing one of the last uh bastions of segregation two the others that the mlb is removing an element of pride from the black community what are your thoughts um I think this. Um, of, oh, or do you think this is a form of appropriation by the MLB? I think that this is the MLB trying to do the right thing. And this is why I say that. There were many great um, black players that played in the Negro Leagues that eventually made the switch to the MLB, right? And their statistics are always classified differently. So, for instance, Jackie Robinson, what, he didn't get move over to the major leagues until he was like 27 years old, and he had years in the Negro Leagues before with all these statistics that he had built up against players that were major league quality players, okay? And then now you put him in like the Hall of Fame or whatever, and his statistics show us less because there's less time 
in the major leagues. And so I think in that sense, they're trying to rectify a wrong in the sense that Satchel Paige, um, you know, uh, you know, Jackie Robinson, many, many, many others should have their statistics from the Negro leagues count just as equally as those who were playing in the major leagues at the time. Um, and I think that's the right thing to do. Do we go as far as reclassifying the Negro leagues as the major leagues? I don't know that we do that, you know, or, or you say major league baseball, but there's still like, you know, a, the Negro leagues of major league baseball or something that still gives them that sense of pride. They're blown. I don't think you want to try to wipe that history out. I don't think you want to take away from it, but I do think you want to make sure that those who played in the Negro leagues and never got to play in the majors because of the color of their skin are recognized for their statistics and their accomplishments in the game. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the right thing to do. I don't think that they should add the statistics to the major leagues, uh, major league baseball, uh, because I, I think what it does, it actually takes away from the accomplishments that these gentlemen did do in the Negro leagues in the sense of they had to fight all this crap and they still got these statistics while fighting all that crap. I do think that they should be recognized as a major league type level. Mm-hmm. But I think by by the MLB trying to include these things into into the grander scheme of major league baseball, it feels like they're trying to assimilate the Negro leagues into MLB and take away and, and don't take this the wrong way, but take away the specialness of that time, that period in that our brotherhood. history, that the yeah. Negro leagues. And the thing is is that there's times where I say it doesn't matter the color of your skin. We should incorporate all these things. I mean that today. Yeah. I mean that today. With stuff like this, don't take away that that uh, how special that was. And I mean, again, I mean special in the sense of they fought through so much and were able to do so much. Um, don't I don't think for a second that oh look they they got special treatment because they were in the Negro leagues. That's not what I mean. I just mean that that is extremely important to Black history. Yeah, uh, Charles said, I, and I, I totally... because the thing is, is that if you want to assimilate those yeah. those numbers in there, then what about Japanese baseball? So he brought that up. Because, Charles brought that up, and I and I have a because point then at that. that point you got to bring Ichiro's numbers over, and then all of a sudden, hey, Ichiro's looking even I think better. It's, I think it's totally different. And okay, I'll, I'll be interested yeah, to hear this. I'll, I'll explain why here in a second. My 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 point on the stats thing is is that I just don't think it's fair that when you're looking at major league records, okay, that. Say say someone in the Negro Leagues who hit, or, or pitcher, okay? Say they were a 20-game winner year after year, okay? And they won, say, 120 games in the Negro Leagues. Then they come to the Major Leagues, and they win another 120 games in the Major Leagues. Now their statistics for their career show 120 wins, and they might not get into the Hall of Fame. Whereas if it shows 240 wins... Well, I think that goes back to what you were saying about a different topic. You're ignorant then. Not you, but yeah. but if yeah. you don't let them into the into uh, the Hall of Fame right. because their statistics are only <clears throat> Major League Baseball, then you're ignorant of not looking I just, at their entire body of work. But then... Yeah. But then you can have the the argument of well, it's major league hall, of, major league baseball hall of fame, not major league baseball and Negro League hall of fame. I think that there's a way to do both. I think that there should be a way to say here's their statistics in the Negro leagues, here's their statistics in the major leagues, their total, yeah, baseball statistics. They fall number three on the all time home run list. You know what I mean? Like, does yeah. it just have to be? Yeah, I mean that's where you're going to have to be careful, <sighs> just because. I don't know. It just in, in in when you look at it from that point of view, are you rewriting history? I don't think so. Because Major League Baseball 
I, I get it. It's a it's a stain. The Negro Leagues and not having Negroes and black people in baseball until 1947. Yes. It's a stain. It's just like all the other stains oh, that are on our country. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think you got to be careful because, I mean, I saw a couple people say, well, maybe if we add so-and-so's numbers in there, they can have more more home runs than Bonds. Well, and then like, maybe oh. we just change. There's nobody. I don't think there's anybody that has more home runs. But I will say maybe then they change it. Maybe it's not the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Maybe it's the American Baseball Hall of Fame or something, you know, something like that. And I don't know. I, I think it's a it's a touchy subject. I also think that if Major League Baseball is smart, they don't just do this without talking that, to Negro League representatives. That's what I'm scared about. Yeah. That's actually what I'm scared yeah. about. Is they're going to do it thinking they're being social Morning, justice Charlie. warriors and they're ending up going to make it a bigger mess. Yeah. Like, they're not going to realize that the black community is like, don't touch the Negro Leagues. Yeah, I think... This it, is special to us. I think they have to take into consideration representatives from the Eagle Leagues before they make a decision. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's see. And I'm going to, I'm going to, let's talk about the Japanese thing. Amy says, combine them. This is our history. And for those who want to only have us history and not black history, these are the ways, you know, and I, Amy, I, I agree and I disagree with you. Yeah. I, I, this also goes into, you can't erase history. Right. Um, I agree that we can't erase the, the, the black Negro League history. We cannot erase that, but I don't agree with combining them because I think it just, it, I think it makes it messier. And I think, and I, I think Rory's got a good point. And I, and I, I would venture to say there's a lot of players that played in the Negro Leagues, um, who, you know, grandkids of people who played in the Negro Leagues represents that don't want this. Yeah. I would venture to say that, that that's probably correct. And and I can understand that. And I this goes all this also starts speaking to the like the cancel culture in our society right now of like wanting to whitewash everything. Um, and by whitewash I don't mean Caucasian wash. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm let's Can go, I get that detergent? We need a better term than whitewash. <laughs> sandblast. Sandblast. Okay, sandblast <laughs> history. Because <sighs> Those who fail to acknowledge their history are, are, are doomed to repeat it, okay? And I've said this before, and I've said it again, and you can probably have heard it me ten times about, like, Norwegian culture in different places that acknowledge their brutal history, take pride in their history and what got them to where they are, yeah. but also say that's not the way, the truth, and the life anymore. Um, and I think that we as Americans have gotten way off track on wanting to make everything okay in PC that we're not realizing, that, like, hey, like it or not, we are who we are because of all this crap. I And I'll tell you, as a white... Caucasian American, I take pride in the Negro Leagues. Yeah. To me, it's it's special. And again, I don't mean special like they were getting special advantages or anything like that. I just think it's a moment that shows how ridiculous it was to have um, the separation of people based off of color. Because clearly, these athletes could kick ass. And yeah. so that's why I think it's special to to continue to recognize the Negro Leagues. I think what... Because that helps us learn our history better. Look what Charles says here. I'm, I'm kind of liking... He says, um, I think it's okay to amend the stats, but I think it's a form of appropriation to reclassify the league. It takes something special away from the black community. I agree. Yep. Um, that's how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, I think that their stats need to be somehow included, but you don't reclassify the league. Um, hey. Now, what he said about Japanese players yeah. and you said... Um, let me read. He says, we also have to consider Racist. the Japanese league. Do we start including their stats? We don't have to consider them, and no, we don't. So, and this is... <laughs> and that's that. And we're done. Moving along. <laughs> Next topic. Um, no, but here's my deal. Here's my deal. Here's, okay, a, here's the reason why. All right, Joe. Ichiro could have come over here when he was 20 years old. That was his choice to play in Japan. Okay? Japanese players, especially nowadays, can come over here whenever they want. 
most of them play in Japan for their first few years, and they use it. And this is fact. Okay, they use it as somewhat it's of an a, amazing how cold that coffee gets in a span of I know. an hour. They they is it cold? Well, it's lukewarm. Lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> um, they. Uh, Yes, they, use, they use it because the fact of the matter is, is that the Japanese league as a whole, and it's getting closer, but for the longest time, wasn't major league level. And you did have some Japanese players that were stars in Japan come over here and struggle. Yeah. It was somewhere between AAA and major league. It was Carly the- Ryan, Merry Christmas to you. Oh, Merry Christmas, Carly. I had the opportunity, nay I say, the pleasure of speaking with Miss Ryan on the phone the other night, and uh, it was wonderful. Love that you girl. Not, did you not slip another $100? Yeah, I know. Carly, I mean, gosh. Carly, I mean, I don't know how we can slip more money under the door to yeah. help us with... How do we uh, make these things happen? Come on, Carly. I thought <laughs> I thought it was a shoe-in. Yeah, like, Carly, she's going to sell it for yeah. us, and we're going to be yeah. good. This is this is what I got from her, from the, from the agent. Um, I've heard amazing things about you. Your reputation precedes you, however... <laughs> No, no, no. There's no however. Yeah, your reputation <laughs> precedes you. However. Uh, anyway, um, I appreciate you putting in the good word, Carly. Um, you got to do what's best for them. I get that. Okay. Um, Japanese leagues are not the same, and it's not their leagues is not an American league. We're talking about the major league. We're talking about an American sport. You bring up a good point, fine sir. We're going country to country. We that, are. I mean that that would that would mean Americans. Then that would mean like okay, we have to start. So if Cristiano Ronaldo wants to come over here and play soccer in the uh, MLS, we got to include all his stats in the have MLS. To talk stats. about soccer. I don't want to talk. No, about but soccer. I'm just saying like that's yeah. the yeah. You're right. You're you know, right. Or Canadian point well taken. Or Canadian football. The Canadian football league. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, yeah, arena football. Turns out this guy has eight thousand touchdown passes. <laughs> I just think that what you can't you, you can't start going into Japan or Korea these other countries that like baseball or Puerto Rico, um, Cuba and start bringing their stats into the major leagues because it's not gotcha. the same thing. But I gotcha. Anyway, hope that makes hey, sense. Hey, uh, want to talk about cancel culture real quick? No. Did you hear? I said no. <laughs> <laughs> the tidal wave is coming. No means no, asshole. The tidal wave is coming. There is a school. In California, I'm about to go full James Dean. They want to remove the name of a famous president for their school. What president would that be? Do you know the news story? No. Okay, dude. Every week at some point, Rory says, "Have you seen the news story?" And every week I say, "No." <laughs> well, t- I would I would expect you to see this one. I don't watch so, the news. Uh, we've got 45 presidents, and this school is named after one of those presidents. What president is so atrocious? The most, like, obvious ones are like Roosevelt. Is it Roosevelt? Nope. Lincoln, Washington. Ding, 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 ding. Why? Because he didn't care enough about the black man. I kid you not. I kid you not. Oh, my God. They want to change the school of Abraham Lincoln High School to something else. Now, here's the thing. I will give them this. I'm done. (laughs) I will give them this. They said their main reason is because Lincoln, his stance on Native Americans. It did suck. I can I can understand that. That that argument makes sense to me. But really? He kind of did a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, he yeah. kind of started going down this road of fixing things. It wasn't perfect. A little proclamation. Uh, yeah. I uh, uh, <laughs> And that's the thing, man, like 
Okay, superintendent of whatever school you are in California, let's open up your closet and see what skeletons we can drag out. Please don't open my closet. Cause you to lose your job. <laughs> uh, like, Dane says, when you guys are done with this, head over to my profile. I posted a controversial topic for discussion, inspired by part of your show from earlier. Sweet oh, deal. hell, what did we do now? Muchas Garcias. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get on there, buddy. Oh, we're going with the cold brew, are we? Yeah, <laughs> it's cold brew time now. Yeah, who switched this out? Yeah, I just... Uh... <laughs> I like it. He freed the damn slave. Excuse my vocabulary. Joey. Well, you gotta well, learn how to spell damn. Yeah, use the wrong word. <laughs> he, 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 he freed the water barrier slave. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Wrong damn, Joey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> maybe he did that intentionally so he can't be like... His dad can't say he swore. He's like, no, I didn't. I'm talking about the Grand Coulee. Talking about the grand uh, This kid's smart. Yeah. He's wicked smart. Turns out he's just smarter than we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Lincoln High School. Come on. Excuse my vocabulary. Yeah, we're pretty anti water barriers. Um, <laughs> hey, did you hear? You know what? Since we're talking a little bit. All right. On, right crazy. What do you know about the Pebble? Uh, do you know much about the Pebble Mine? Um, the uh, the pipeline? Oh, the. Uh, what do we call that? Oh, what is what is the name of the pipeline? You talking about over like South Dakota? Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. It got shot down for good. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I got shot down for good a couple weeks ago. Oh, um, that was really quiet. Which is really good news in my mind. It's really good news um, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, the people of the Dakotas, the uh, the Lakota Sioux and the Dakotas and all, have been shot on enough in their life. Right. Um, they still don't own their land, their holy land, which is the Black Hills, which, by the way, the Supreme Court ruled in the 80s it should be given back to them, and the government still hasn't done. Um, and then you want to throw a... Uh, you want to throw this freaking huge pipeline through there as well, dig up their land and their holy land and all this kind of stuff. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it got shot down. And here's the great thing about it. And no one... It's so funny, because a buddy of mine posted this, and I said, well, there you go. The guy you hate so much made something happen. You know who... Honestly, it was Republicans and Democrats alike that worked together to make to make that go away, and President Trump, like him or not, pushed it and was big on and on helping that and said that that should not happen for all of the atrocities. That explains why I didn't hear the news story. Yep, yeah, that's I didn't why. know that. I had no idea that yeah. it got shut down. It got shut down, and, and literally it was funny in all the articles, and it was like an under thing. It was so big in the news, right? And then it was like ah. an under thing, and I read the article, and it talks about President Trump's involvement in. Um, pushing it and making sure that yeah didn't happen. Okay, so. well, if we're going to go down this road, i got to bring nope, up a nope, point. Nope, i, I got to bring up a point. You don't have to. I have to bring up a point because I'm sick and tired of this. And I hope that some of our liberal friends, they get the, the bat signal from Zuckerberg so you'll jump on here. I got a Oh, gripe. we lost transmission. <laughs> yeah, I got a gripe. And I know that you're on board with me on this. <clears throat> oh, I know where that. this is going. And this is good. Look, what did I say earlier? I was actually glad the governor did what he did yesterday. Oh. I gave props. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Give no. props even when you don't like somebody. So back in April and May, President Trump was talking about we'll have a vaccine oh, yeah, 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 yeah. by the end of the year. And everybody was calling him crazy. Everybody, including me, was saying there's no way because you have to have clinical trials. You got to make sure you don't grow a left arm. You got to do all of these things. There's no way we're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year. As we got into the political season, no way I'm taking that damn vaccine under a Trump administration because it's been, it's just been scattershot and da 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 Is the extra arm functioning? 
I mean, if it is, I might take it. Yeah, I mean, if it's just going to hang there. So you got prominent people in politics saying, I'm not taking the vaccine because it was done under a Trump administration and the warp speed program. No way in hell. Well, then Joe Biden gets elected president-elect, and he gets certified by the electors on Monday. And all of a sudden... You got all of these politicians jumping in front of the camera saying, I can't wait to take the vaccine. The vaccine is going to save us. The vaccine is great. Oh my goodness. I am so happy that Joe Biden is going to be president. And I stopped for a second. And I think to myself, Joe Biden had nothing to do with the vaccine. Joe Biden had zero to do with the vaccine. Joe Biden was the one who was talking about, I'm not going to take a vaccine under the Trump administration. Everybody who was against the president said it couldn't happen. And it happened. Now, irregardless, or I guess regardless, oh regardless, say that. regardless of how you feel about the vaccine, it happened. It happened. People are getting shot with the vaccine already. The president... <laughs> getting shot. Well, yeah. The president... People are getting shot. Under his administration, the vaccine is here. Yeah. And yet, none of you who were against the president, who are still against the president, are not giving his administration and I, and credit. I, and I'm here to tell you, I'm not taking the vaccine. I'm not taking the <laughs> vaccine either. And and honestly, I still think it was rushed. I don't like the makeup of it. Um, what is it? Is it what is the technical term? RNA or RNA? F, RNA an RNA vaccine? Do your research on that. That's some scary. I'll say it. That's some scary shit. Look it up. I'm not taking the vaccine. With that said, you people. It got done. You people who said the president, his administration couldn't do it. He did it. The administration did it. Now, either you are joyfully taking that vaccine, you got to give the president credit. Well, this is why I said that 90% of our country is our two faced whores. Like. <laughs> What show did you say that in? I don't know. No, I just walk around in life doing it. <laughs> what should I post on I Facebook today? Yeah. Well, society is a two-faced whore. Yeah. I just, I just don't, you know, people, it's like, it's like the thing with Governor Inslee and the vote. Like, I get that he won. I'm not saying, I, you know, whatever. I get that he won in our state. I don't get that how he won by the margin he won by. Yeah. You're... In a in a in a state where where polls showed that the majority of voters, like 65-70%, were unhappy with the job he was doing, <laughs> and then 60% of people vote for him, and I'm like, yep. what? Like I just and and so it just always brings me back to like America as a whole, and maybe I'm part of that 90%. I don't know. Oh, you are. <laughs> are idiots. We all are. We're just idiots. Uh... Like, oh, in what world? <laughs> in what world? Can you literally not do your job? Weatherman. Weatherwoman. Suck at your job. Okay. Have people at your job that hate you and don't want you and, and say you don't do a good job. Get fitness reports that say, yep, terrible job, terrible proficiency in conduct. And then, and then get a raise and like get extended. Like, I I just don't understand. Like, I, I just, I, look, and, and here's the thing. Like him or not, I get why Joe Biden was elected. Like, mm -hmm. you, I could put those puzzle pieces together. I can go down that road. I get it. I don't get someone who's been in a job, who's been consistently rated as poor at their job by people way smarter than us and by the public in general, 
and then continue to get to do that job. Like, I just don't... Where... I... <laughs> it hurts, dude. It hurts to try to process this. And sometimes when I'm talking to people who are like, are a Jay Inslee person, I'm just looking at them and I'm just like, I... can I just get inside your brain for a minute and see what's... Can I reconnect the wire? Can I help here? Like, I don't understand. Like, And this isn't a... This is literally nowhere near a conservative, uh, liberal, Democrat, Republican kind of thing for me. It's just, can you do the job well? Yeah. Can you do? Look, I vote on both sides of my, on both sides of my ballot. Yep. And based on a, a lot of things, a lot of different policies and and voting history, um, not what they just happen to say in a commercial. Okay. And. And like I said, both sides of my ballot, based on who I think is doing a good job, can do a good job, will do a good job, and people don't do that. Like it's no. like it's like dude, politics is like anything. At the end of the day, you have to do a good job. You have a job to do. Well, no, you don't. You don't have to do a good job because you're Governor Inslee. Well, not in Governor Inslee has eight years of a record, and. You people still voted him into office. And here's the deal. Like, early on... <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. Early on, like, I didn't hate the guy. We're, we're, closet, we're closet Democrats, apparently. Yeah, I didn't here's hate the, the guy early on. Like, I didn't vote for him the first time around because Rob McKenna was my dude. Okay? I wouldn't say I hated him because hate is a strong word, but I seriously yeah. disliked Governor Inslee before he ran for office. Second time around, um, he started to work his way into my bad side. <laughs> and by now I'm like, how in the hell like is this still going on? And and that's not from a and everyone always likes to make it like, oh, it's cuz you're conservative or you, you tend to be more Republican or whatever. It has nothing to do with it quite honestly. It's common sense. I'm just looking at the job he's done. I'm reading what what professors and historians and everything are Boeing, saying. Yeah. Amazon, yeah. Microsoft, Chop zone, um, I, and it's not just me with the things I'm seeing. Like I'm reading things from educated people who study economics, American politics, and all this kind of stuff, and they're saying this dude is legitimately horrible at his job. <laughs> he ranks fiftieth, and you're like, oh, fifty out of how many? That's not too bad. Out of fifty, <laughs> dead last. Actually, we threw in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so he's 51st. Yeah. Uh, I just... Paul, go Cougs, brother. Go Cougs. I just don't understand it, man. Yeah. I just don't understand. And look, don't get me wrong. I, too, I also understand people's concerns about Lauren Culp. And I, there's a side of me that truly believes, like, if Rob McKenna would have ran, or even Dino Rossi or something Gosh, like that, yeah. they would have won. Like, it was right for the picking, okay? But I don't care how much lack of experience Lauren Culp had or whatever else. Like, I was just like... I was ready for something different. Couldn't do worse. Like, I mean, and if he does, <laughs> and I'll I know, out. I know that that's a bad, that's a bad thing to do. Like, say, oh, it can't be worse than what we got. But I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. It's true. Uh, yeah. All right, so we got like thirty minutes left, twenty-five minutes left. Should we don't even? Should have we? That. Uh, should we uh, try and move this thing towards more positive as we're finishing up the year? Oh, I'd like to say congratulations to the Washington Huskies for bowing out of the championship Which, game. By congratulations. The way, by the way, two things about that. One, hilarious, because every Husky I knew was like, Cougs are chicken, they're getting out of yep, games, and now the Huskies yep. keep backing Looking at games. you, Christian. Yeah, look at you, Matt Hildich. Um And then um, on top of it, 
How is it that you can not qualify for the championship game and then get to play to be the champion? I'm Oregon Ducks. <laughs> yeah. Like, just don't play the game. Like, just crown oh. the South, whoever was at the South, the champion. Bro. It's un. You can't. Bro, you, I've talked to you oh, about this you many can't times. Lose, you we can't shouldn't. go lose to the Beavs. And who, who else did they lose to back to back? Was it Stanford? Something like that. Something like that. And then, <laughs> and then not be in first place, not qualify for the championship game, and then just get to sneak in the back door? Like, no. This is why, honestly, if you're going to have all these crazy rules in place for COVID-19 testing and everything, this is why you should not have had a football season. I'm just, I'm just saying that if you're going to, if you're going to hamstring a programs based off of some eh, science, why did you even have the season? Well, I'm fine with the season, mess. but here's the deal. Like, here, here, you can, have, you can have the season. Paul, you're swamped with patience today. Missed most of the show. Oh man, bro. I hope everything's okay. Yeah, man. Hope you're all right. Um, you can have a season without all this crazy. Like, I'm going to watch and enjoy football, even if there's nothing on the line at the end. Like, yeah. I, I'm going to watch just for that game. Like, I don't care if you say, hey, there's no Pac-12 championship game this year. We're just not. We're going to play the games we can play, whatever. And I'm still going to watch every game that the Cougs play for that game. That makes sense to me, because the championship game means nothing to me. I don't, I mean... You're not I, the champion. <laughs> and yeah. if they crown a BCS champion... Which they are. You're not the champion. I mean, it's a crazy season. Yeah. I mean, you survived this season I'll I'll of COVID-19. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, and they're lucky in this sense. Play some that... Christmas music. Paul said we should play some yeah. Christmas music. <laughs> you, shut your, you shut your mouth when you're talking you missed to me, tribal. The, the beginning of the show, I went on a rant. Yeah. you got to go back and listen to it. Yeah, my left ear still doesn't work. <laughs> the first hour of the show, I I basically made everyone deaf. Uh, dear Mr. Weaver, the VA has determined your tinnitus is not service-related, but show-related. <laughs> So you're gonna have to talk to the government about <laughs> yeah. getting your. Uh... <laughs> oh man! Oh, so where were we going with that? Uh, football. Yeah, I just I, I the BCS is I think getting lucky, in the sense that I think it's going to be fairly legitimate. The programs are in the top four or five right now. Four or five, six have played most of their games. They've maybe missed one, and they're undefeated. And they are power power schools. It's so funny. I, I call a football guy likes yeah. football. I couldn't care much. And then and you have teams like Florida, which is hilarious. Florida ends up losing LSU the other day, which LSU's on a down year, by the way. And they have two losses. And then he's bitching about how they should be in the BCS. And I'm like, bro, you've played all your games. You haven't missed one. You've lost two, both of them to unranked teams. How do you belong in the top five? I don't understand what you're talking about. So anyway. Anyways, that's yeah. a hot mess. Hey, uh, Zags are playing on Saturday against uh, number one Zags versus number three Iowa. I'm so stoked. 9 a.m. Saturday oh, that's morning. That's right. You're the basketball guy. I always oh, forget about that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> You're the basketball guy. <laughs> the Zags are playing on yep. Saturday. <laughs> College ball, baby. Uh, so, me, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. You know you know what we're looking at right now, bud? Uh, a hot mess. Correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spot on. Uh, Actually, Time stamp. There we go. Yeah. We are looking at... Uh, you're gonna love this. <laughs> I'm using that as the. You're gonna love this, by the way. Uh, I doubt it. We're booking. We're looking at vacations for. Oh <laughs> hell! 2021. Oh my gosh. Well, something happened last night, right? So, <laughs> Luke got itchy travel syndrome. Yeah, I've been talking about wanting to get take the kids down to Mexico, right? Oh hell! And so, and hey, to to Cabo and all those places. You gonna start the uh, the Luke and Rory uh, EXP Mexico? Oh branch? god, I'd love to. I love Mexico. <laughs> um, and and it's not just the touristy parts. Like I like Mexico. Like I like the 
I like the hospitality. I love the drug trade down there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the culture. Um, no, but uh, I think I'd be great in a cartel. Um, I could be the realtor of the cartel. Uh, this is where you would hide your drug money. He said, I had a patient yesterday that works for Facebook. He apologized. Bad logarithm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, so right now, there's some serious discounts, and we have a friend that works at uh, Alaska, and they're running some promotions right now, and we could get airfare for essentially like $1,300 for the entire family round trip. So I was like, so I'm, I'm looking, I think we're going to go to Mexico, bro, in like four or five months. Like, I'm so stoked. Like, and the, the resorts right now are very COVID free. Like, they're literally like, um, they're testing procedures and who's allowed to be there. Like, the, the staff that they have on hand is not allowed to leave, except for in cycles. Like, they stay there for a month and then cycle out and then people come in. Okay. So, anyway, um, we're really excited. The we're Huskies lost to the Montana Grizzlies. Husky basketball, I'm guessing, is what he's talking oh, about. Oh, dude. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Coach Hopkins isn't looking as good as he was that first year, but uh, yeah. So anyway, pretty excited about that. Buddy. Nice, nice. A little Mexico. Oh wait, that's Hawaii. Never mind. What in the hell? Yeah, I don't care about either. Remember, have you seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Oh, a long time ago. Oh god, that's funny. That reminded me of when um, he's talking to his brother on like the Zoom call or whatever, and he's like, he's in Hawaii. He's like, oh, you're in Hawaii. Hey, 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 uh, hey, hey, yeah. And he's like, that's Native Americans, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. <laughs> <laughs> they're not Native Americans. They're Hawaiian. Uh, Paul says I booked Cabo for February yesterday. Nice. Good on you, man. Yeah, we're looking around. I think uh, April to June, doing Cabo as well. Pueblo Bonito. Um, we like going to Sunset Beach, but the beach there, the the tide, the rip tides are really bad, so you can't take the kids on the. You just got to stay kind of resort pools, not on the, not down in the water. So we're kind of looking at maybe Mazatlan. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm pretty excited about just looking. I like well, good on you, you know me, bro. I I'm just, glad you're excited. Yeah, and that that'll be one where like I hand you my phone when I leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like here, dude. Yep. Answer yep. this. Yep. The only thing I ask is you set me up for success before you leave. You know how I roll. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> there were. I, I, it got me thinking though. There were some times too. I remember when you were in Montana that I was like, I got, I'm calling this motherfucker. I'm calling him. <laughs> and then I was like, I can't. <laughs> oh, God, I got to figure this out. Like, <laughs> You know what? I'm, I'm, that is actually the approach I try to take when you go, is I think to myself, I wouldn't want to be interrupted when I'm with my family. Got to figure this yeah, out. I got to yeah. figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll get it done. I remember uh, there was a couple, or there was one or two times where I was like, I got to make some phone calls. I got to call escrow. I got to call lender. I got to figure out the trail on this, because I don't, I don't have your... That's something else I thought about. I was like, with the email stuff, I was like, if I could get into his email right now and look at things... Um, but I was like, I had to figure out this paper trail. So I had to call like one of them. I'm like, can you forward me like the last eight emails so I can see what has been sent? Oh, he told you to F off right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seems about right. He told me he was going to tell you that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Meatball. That's why I booked Cabo under $300 round trip. Yeah, it's um, the the rates to fly down there for, for us to be able to get the entire squad. Down there for like thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars round trip on a plane. That's a, that's amazing. And then we stay seven nights at a Pueblo Bonito resort for very cheap, very very cheap. Uh, I just I I've taken the kids to Hawaii a few times, um, and uh, we like taking places. I've never taken them to Mexico, and I love Mexico. Um, and so um, I think we're gonna try to make that happen. So you gotta get uh, the old passports ramped up there. So Rach and I are good because we've traveled quite a bit. But yeah, I gotta get the kids. So um, which is not a problem with the younger two. Just go get it done. Well, when was the last time you had your passport done? 
That's the only last 10 years, right? They last 10 years. I had it done two years ago. Oh, okay. No, three years ago. Three years ago. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, I had it redone three years ago. So, um, and uh, I actually had to get one, a new one in 2012, which would have lasted me for 10 years, but it got damaged. And so I had to trade it out three years ago and get a new one. And uh, Rachel has hers. You just got to get the kids. I was supposed to get I was supposed to get a new one back in 2017, and I just haven't gotten around to it yeah. yet. But I got the I got the license, so I can go. Over, well, when Canada yeah. lets us in, I can go into Canada and just say, "Hey, here's yeah. the deal." But um, yeah, it'll be good. We got to get the kids all their passports squared away, which is why I was like, I was almost looking like Paul was saying it like February ish. I'm like, oh, just knock it out and you know, get, right? And then I'm like. Passwords take a little bit of time. Passwords take a little bit of time. I don't know what the lead time is with it right now. Let's put this off four or five months and make yeah. sure we can get it done. So, Well, I think we should finish up the show Yeah. on a happy note. Okay, what's your note? C minor. What's your guys' uh, plans a week from today? Getting all ready for the Christmas Eve. You know us, dude. We're kind of we're kind of homebodies for Christmas, so it will be... We'll be homebodied up, um, and Christmas is busy for us because our oldest daughter um, was born the day after. So, oh yeah, we had to take into consideration all that kind of stuff and um, and planning all that out. But uh, yeah, we're just gonna be home, dude. We're uh, Christmas Eve. We watch like we talked about last week. We watch um, It's a Wonderful Life together. Um, hit the rack. Wait for the big guy to show up. Um, yeah. I'm a Christmas nut, so I, I just I love the magic of it. Um, and uh, so it'll be fun. And then Christmas Day together. Um, yeah. And then the older two will go off and see their mom in the afternoon. And then the next day is Maddie's birthday. She'll be she'll be 15. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Oh. And, um, <laughs> which, if you know anything about my daughter, like, she turns, you know, her birthday is the day after Christmas. And usually by, like, February, people ask her how old she is. She's, like, almost 15. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> like, no, you're like... You're almost 13, more than you're almost 15. Like, um, so she's actually she's pretty excited. She's we got to take her to get her state ID in the next few weeks, yeah, so that she can start uh, doing some um, driver's ed in January, February time frame. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna hang, man. We're gonna watch our favorite movies and um, take it all in. And and I'm one of those guys that we go nowhere on Christmas Day. Um, we ain't seeing family. We ain't going to an event. We ain't doing nothing because I can remember how bad it would suck. You wake up, you get a cool stuff from Santa and from mom and dad, and you open up, and you're just starting to get it out and play with it, and then mom and dad are like, pack in the car, we're going to grandma and grandpa's house. Yep. And you're like, yep. dude! Yep. Um, and so then all day long, you're just like antsy, thinking about the toys that you have at home that you can't play with until the next day, because you know you ain't getting home until midnight. Yep. And so we do nothing on Christmas Day. We really don't get out of pajamas. Um, just yeah, we learned that lesson fairly early on yeah. with Jesse and John. Um, I finally, I finally just had to tell my mom and my dad, and my grandma, and and my in laws. It's about the kids, man. It's we're we're not we're not coming over on Christmas Day. Yeah, we'll come over the weekend before. We'll come over the weekend after. But no, I'm just I'm I'm not going to run around because we did that one year. We went we went to my in laws, then we went to my dad's, and then we went to my mom's, and it was the most exhausting Christmas yeah. Day. And I, I looked at Chris. I said, we're not doing that ever again. Yeah, never again. So good call, dude. Yeah. But so we're gonna oh, for us we're gonna just kind of chill for the day, and then uh, we're actually gonna we're gonna do something a little bit different this year. We're gonna have uh, Christmas Eve dinner, nice. and so we're gonna have that. Do you guys then... open a present on Christmas Eve? Neither do no. I. 
No. And then we tried to sign up for five o'clock Christmas Eve mass and it was packed. <laughs> so we actually got signed up for 9 p.m. Christmas Eve mass. So we're going to do that come home. Um, I like the later ones. Yeah, you know, yeah. We did that for candlelight service last year. I used to, I, the 5 p.m. one, it works for my schedule. Right. If that's a if that's even a thing on Christmas Eve, you're pretty busy on Christmas Eve. But uh, you know it's okay, 9 p.m. So I just I was thinking as you were saying a wonderful life, I was thinking, oh man, that that kind of throws a monkey wrench in everything because um, we get done with mass say about 10. I guess we can watch it and then and then hustle the kids off to bed. So we may still do that. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll figured watch out. it before. So we're gonna do that. Um, and then Christmas Day, yeah, we're just gonna stay home. Actually, we're not gonna quite stay home. Um, I could tell John was a little, was a little, um, sad that we weren't getting together on Christmas day. And so, hold on, John's not coming over for Christmas day. No, no. So what we're doing instead, is this something we should get into later? Yeah, no, we don't need to get into it. <laughs> let's just be done with 2020. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do is we're actually going to have another Christmas. We're going to have a Christmas dinner. And we're going to create a plate for John and his um, girlfriend. And we're going to go over to his house and deliver it. So they're going to have, we're going to bring them a nice hot Christmas dinner. Cool. So, yeah, things are just a little wonky in 2020. It's absolutely frustrating to no end. Um, but I just feel like let's just get through all this crap. My sister texted me this morning. She's like, are we doing something together on Christmas Day? I was like, no. Nope. We can do it nope. after, day after, whatever, but new. No. Uh, Joey says they're having church at St. Andrew. Drew says going to outdoor Christmas Eve Mass. Yeah, that's what we're doing is we're going to outdoor Christmas Eve Mass at All Saints. So We're doing, um, <clears throat> kids are pretty bummed because they want to do candlelight service. Um, but I don't, you know me, I don't sign up for, my name does not go on a roster anywhere. So, um, But they're doing it online as well. They're doing it live and it's going to be online. So which is why when we went to, we talked about when we went through the drive-thru last week. Pastor Dave gave all the kids and stuff their uh, their candles so that they can we can do it at home that night with the with the church from home. So that's what we'll be doing on Christmas. Well, you want to know? You know what I honestly think about these lists? Hmm. I don't give two craps about them. I really don't care. Like if somebody was to say, "Hey, someone who attended the Christmas Eve mass uh, tested positive for, for COVID nineteen. Oh, sucks to be them because I was more than six feet away from them. I was outdoors. I was wearing my mask. I had my freaking hand sanitizer. So good for them. I hope they. I hope they heal. Hope they feel better. But I'm going to continue on with my day. I Why think, do you have a mosquito on you in freaking December? I think that uh, dude, they're savages. Um, I think that uh, my tin hat has gotten larger than yours because <laughs> I don't trust the government to not put guards outside my door for 14 days or 10 days now so yeah good luck i don't that. uh it's funny i actually went to the church to pick up maddie and pastor david was like well yeah you haven't been at any of the live and i said yeah not putting my name on a list pastor and he was like well we don't do anything with them and i go we just we don't, we don't give them to anybody and i said i know you don't but not going on a list and he's like what are you afraid of and i just said i'm just but <laughs> I worked in media and all that kind of stuff in the military. I know what they tell people and what they actually do. And uh, I know what uh, the power of a subpoena, not happening. Like, And he's like, all right. So Honestly, I took my business partner's tinfoil yeah. hat. If you tell anybody that I was staying in this parking lot right now, I'll cut you. <laughs> Drew says, told the kids, don't wake us up to too early next Friday. If they do, they're not opening presents until 12 hours from waking us up. <laughs> ah, smart man right well there. Well done, buddy. Well done. Yeah, so. that's funny. We were talking to Bella a couple days ago, and she's the youngest, and so she, she said, it's always frustrating because I'm up at like 4.30 on Christmas morning, and you all are still sleeping. 
And she's like, I just... Rory's just going to bet it for yeah, 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might just have to pull an all-nighter, bud. <laughs> I saw Mommy doing something to Santa Claus. Yeah. Hey-o! Hi-o! <laughs> uh. So, anyways, there's not, there's not going to be a show next week. That's an executive decision that we both made. And if Luke wants to do a show next week by himself, he can do the show Well, even by if himself. I hadn't made it, my wife made it for me yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> she looked right at me and says, you're not doing a show, are you? Buddy, are you wearing Christmas PJs to school? Bro! Next level! Hey, do you got shoes on? Come here. Come here. Come see everybody. <laughs> oh, come over here by come your dad. So everyone can see you. So you can be on camera. There's the almost 15-year-old. Come here. Oh, my goodness. Come, come here. here. Over here, bud. Over come here. Daddy. I want a hug. <laughs> I want a hug. Look at oh. Who's on the show? Who's that guy right there? Christmas PJs. Say hi. Tell everyone hi. Say Merry Christmas. Say, oh, bud. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Mm. Give me a kiss. <laughs> hey, are you going to hold Summer's hand today? Yeah, what <laughs> Have a great day at school. I'll see you afterwards, bud. Bye, buddy. See you, Matt. I'll see you in a bit. Hey, when you're done, you guys are getting a sneak peek here. When you're done doing the <laughs> checks mix and all that, I need you to hustle back. Okay. Tell Grammy. I love you hanging out with Grammy and all that, but I'm going to need you back. Okay. So no going out and shopping and painting the town red. Is there a necessity for leaving back the ASAP? Yes. Okay. Get your stuff done and then come back. Okay. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Sneak peek. <laughs> Me being a parent. All right. <laughs> And he didn't use an F-bomb her, her grandma's picking her up, so she's going right now with Rach uh, to take Maverick to school. And her mm -hmm. grandma's picking her up, and they're taking checks mixed to a couple of her favorite teachers down at Callis. And their grandma's bringing her back. Oh. And I just want her to bring her back. I don't have time for them to be off doing Grammy granddaughter things today. So What a Grinch. I know. What a I Grinch. Know. Hey, so while Drew's still here, uh, he says, all right, boys, have a great Christmas. You too, buddy. Question is... Is there going to be a Joey yes. and Maddie show? So, uh, we will not be on next week because Rory and I decided, and then my wife looked at me yesterday and says, you're not doing a show next week. Right? <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, we are going to do a New Year's Eve special. Um, and we say special because we will have uh, the incomparable uh, Joey Long and the one and only Maddie Weaver. Uh, my... Oldest daughter and Drew's oldest boy are going to be leading the charge. Oh, so nice. we will be on the show serving as uh, mediators and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, but um, but we're going to let them talk about some things they want to talk about. I will warn you, they will probably piss a bunch of people off. And that's okay. And that's okay. They sure are. Who brought those? Who could have possibly brought those? See? <laughs> yeah, take them inside. You can have one. Um, I'll let you guys have a couple. No, we already no, had we, Yeah, we already had muffins. Take them inside. That's for you guys. Yeah. I like, um, how, I like how kids do that. Like, here, I want to give you one so yeah. I can have one. <laughs> I know. Nice. I know the game. <laughs> so I will ask politely uh, now, and then not so politely if you guys are assholes, um, to take it easy <laughs> on the kids. So, all right. We will boot you. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. That's it. That's all we got, That's man. a wrap on uh, the shows before. I guess we have one more 2020 show, but that's a wrap. Everyone, 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 Thank everyone. you. You know what? Thank you for allowing us to vent today. I, I needed to vent. At the end of the day, even you irritating liberals out there, I love most of you, and uh, we'll get through this together. Well, it has a, I, I can't. 
I don't like most of you half as much. Or, or oh, Bill, oh, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's one of my favorite phrases. I don't like, and I should rem- I should most you half that. as much as I should, and I like some of you something more than that. yeah. <laughs> anyway, good stuff. Hey, uh, thanks so much for watching. We appreciate everything. Um, last time before uh, Christmas, thank you for being a part of the show and being a part of our lives. We hope you have a very, very, very oh, also um, happy birthday to uh, Michelle Evans today. Happy, happy birthday, sweetie. We love you. I'll uh, call you later. Um, and thank you to everyone um, who reached out to us to provide us with um, some family oh, yes. needed yes. meal baskets that will be out there being delivered. We thank you so much. We, we really appreciate the go opportunity up today. to um, you know, be a part of uh, someone's story. So um, love you guys. Be well. Take care of yourselves. Have a very Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll see you guys again soon. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs> End of line.